11 o'clock comics episode 246. He you <laughs> because I'm gun shy. I'm just waiting for the <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. I Oh, I'm so glad the holidays are over. Yeah, it was a little strange uh, being without the kids. So. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I've been with them for like shit, weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but you're okay. I did. Great time. I understand. Plus, my big old broad shoulders have to take on all of the responsibility. Oh, that's right. That's that all starts to great. Was it weird though? No. It was quiet. Yeah. I don't like that. I had Freddie Hubbard there with me, but uh, he didn't. You know, he's, he's, he's is someone you gonna start sharing? A, is someone gonna put somebody else in the office with you? I don't think so. I'm super, I'm super worker. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snappity. Nah. Yeah, you talk to Marty him. like that. Yeah, I talked to him. Yeah, hey, all right. He's, uh, he's, he's doing, you know, it, it's, it's, a uh, it's tough. Feel for him. Yeah, especially because so, that note. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you but, just said you didn't want us to be on a, on a down note. Now you're talking about. No, we're, it's, a, because it's optimistic. I love, I love, it, I said, um, don't look at it as uh, a missed opportunity. Look at it as a gained one. So now you can do anything you want to do. You can you can drive your that life bus anywhere you want to go. That's there exciting, go. isn't there, it? There it is. How many people are given that opportunity? Very few. Yeah. Right. Remake it. Remake yourself. Right. Remake everything. New adventure. It. Choose your own adventure. That's right. Page thirty-two. The brothel. <laughs> the dingle. No, 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 dingle. You keep the dingle. Let it dangle. Or the dangle. <laughs> hey, everybody. Dangle. What is this? It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 246, and I am Vince B. Yes, you are, and I'm Christopher Neesman. Yeah, you are. I'm David Price. Yes, you are, and I am Robert Guillaume. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Benson, I love Benson. Benson's a very talented individual. Actually, I think I kind of prefer the what show. Was Benz, what was Benson a spinoff of? Right, yeah, I kind of prefer Soap. Uh, Benson's yeah. still enjoyable, but See, Soap but, was before my time. Oh, by what soap? six months? I remember. Well, I am, I am just <laughs> hey, a man. It is that. I used to feel weird watching Soap. Yeah, I didn't. I, you just, I, it was so. Yeah, I never really yeah. was into it. What, what was y'all's? Uh, <laughs> Well, not the reason. I mean, soap was soap was pretty ground break. Ground break. Yeah, it was the first the first prime time show that had a uh, prominent gay character. Yep, Blade yeah. Billy Crystal. Oh, that's right, Billy Crystal. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Waylon Flowers, Madam. You had. You, Who, by the way, I've heard is just such a not pleasant person in real life. Really, I can't believe I that. Yeah. Something happened as he got older because I don't think he was always like that. Probably all those yeah. Jews are like that, aren't they? God, <laughs> you know, you know what show used to make me feel weird, like soap, and you probably won't remember it. David may remember it. Did you ever see Hot L Baltimore? 
God. That was a show like Soap where they dealt with issues like, I'm, I'm as a kid, I'm like, I don't think I should be watching this. I mean, it wasn't explicit, but it was just right. the, the topics for the 70s were yeah. really on the edge. It's like, wow. It was. It's actually Hotel Baltimore, but the, the part of the sign fell off. So that's how they got the name of the show, Hot L Baltimore. Oh, nobody? No. No. Oh, no. Say that, nobody. Because I'm just damn old. Yeah, well, that's true. Did you watch hey. WK Caribbean in Cincinnati? Oh, oh yeah. Lonnie Anderson, yeah. And you know what? See, that was a little before my time, too. As much as I liked Lonnie, I thought Bailey was hotter. Oh, of course, she was the girl next door. I like Bailey a lot. But anyway, you know where you can get your comics? Almost next door. Discount comic book service. They're, they're just like having your comic book store next door. I'm going to try and make a segue out of this if it kills me. I was going to say. Smooth as gravel. You can get your comics at Discount Comic Book Service for a fraction of what you would pay in the comic book shops. 35 to 75% off their monthly spotlighted specials. And they ship them all nice and secure. Pack them up and the FedEx guy brings them right to your door. Don't even have to leave the basement. Uh, DCBService.com, and if you're a first-time customer, David's going to tell you in a few seconds the code to enter into the slot to get you an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. David. EOC8. He does that so well. EOC- the pre-moisten slot, too. <laughs> it is. EOC8 will get you an extra 8% off. And the reason why I'm kind of stretching this is because the monthly order form is not up yet, so we don't know what's going to be on special. Oh, real. Yeah, we can hope. But but we don't know for sure. But I'm sure whatever they do decide to make discounted will be at least fifty percent off. That's crazy nuts. Mm-hmm. You can't even get that kind of discount on Amazon. Dude, so check them crazy out. Time. I think. Um, all right. Well, first of all, the show only lasted a season. It was thirteen episodes. The so hot L Baltimore. I, yeah, which and and it's hot L because the E was burnt out in hotel. Right. Well, it fell off, burnt out. Yeah. So, but but I didn't. I I'm looking at. And who the was cast? the lead? She was a very heavy woman. Well, who, Mrs. Garrett? Yeah. No, 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 not Mrs. Garrett. The, uh, was it Mrs. Garrett in that? Charlotte Ray was in it. She was Mrs. Oh, Bellotti. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I James fucking Cromwell. Huh. Oh, yeah, James that's Cromwell. That, that's his middle name. But it's, it's, He's yeah. awesome in American Horror Story. Oh, my God, is he good. Is he really? Oh. He was you, such a prick in, in, well, uh, yeah. in, in, in. Then you'll like his role. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. How about Hot L Baltimore on the show notes? Who there we ever? Go. Oh, we're gonna have show notes this week. Yeah. Oh, well, snap! You can always tell when the lazy. computers. When, no, no lazy. Oh. I, I was up till two thirty doing that episode last week. Really? Oh, okay. Yes, because audacity sucks the big oh. wang of, of nastiness. You know, I I I edit in GarageBand, and I'm just I'm a I'm a feared of GarageBand. Why? It, I don't know because I don't have exacting. You know how you have to slide the audio bits. Yeah. I, I I can't. I know you can zoom in, but I, I like Audacity because it's right there and I can. You don't fine tune it. I sometimes do. <laughs> you used to <laughs> a lot more. Oh than you yeah, do now. I used to scrub actually, that shit. I know. I actually had to. Uh, I had to edit this week a little bit as well, which was yeah, you did behind what the, was that uh, for? the wheel. Yeah, because, yeah. We had a an eleven o'clock comics presents, and I realized something that you can really <laughs> find out of practice interviewing. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, really? It is not a bike that you just hop back on. So it was a little, mm. yeah, it was a little rough to start with. But uh, no, I had a I had a really fun conversation with B. Clay Moore and Seth Peck and Jeremy Hahn about their Bad Karma Kickstarter. Nice. Which, uh, 
y'all should check out. It was very pretty stuff. It really is. I'm I'm I have that remind me flashing, so I, I, I cannot I, wait. You know that's the best tool or, ever. It really is, dude. You're you're absolutely right. It is. The, the best what? The best tool ever on Kickstarter is the remind me thing. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I have to check it out. It's we don't do Kickstarters um that often. Uh, I've done a couple comic ones. We just did the Bob Mold uh Kickstarter for, for his uh live D V D concert wow. film. Uh, which is kind of cool, but uh, uh, no, the the bad karma stuff. The lineup of artists those guys have on that, that yeah. book. Oh, it's amazing. Oh my, it's uh, Chris Minton and Nathan Fox and Ty Walker and um, what Ben Templesmith and Shaky Kane and Shaky. Yeah. I mean, Shaky Kane. I'm, I'm on the, uh, the fifteen dollar tier for the digital copy, and yeah. it's as of when we're recording right now. There are seven days left. Yeah. So check out so, so check out the talk and check out the book. It was it was a lot of fun. It was it was kind of nice to to uh, to do a a panel interview uh, again. I hadn't done that in a long time. I was it, it wasn't me. Skype, was it? You did it in person? No, it was Skype. Oh, yeah, I did it in my boxer shorts. That's nice. that makes it extra sexy. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and and it threw me for a second because Sunday night I was um I was flipping through Instagram and. Holmes' <laughs> photo came up, and he had his drink set, and he says, "You know, he's all ready to talk to eleven o'clock comics." And I'm like, uh, "Is he going to talk at eleven o'clock?" I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So I'm like, I, and and before I could, you know, ask ask Chris about it because I know Chris mentioned he was going to be talking to the Bad Karma guys. So, and then Chris said that uh, he had the interview and he he uploaded it and everything. So there but, is no uh, grass growing. Under Chris, I mean, he's an enterprising hmm, middle-aged. Man. But no, no, it's no it, grass it, grows under that growing stone. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he's, he's deliberate. He's he's very you know he doesn't just. I I I love how how Chris will just be. I like you. I like your work. I will talk to you. I'm not. Well, that's how it should be. Right. Exactly. You have other people who will just be like, "Oh, you got a book coming out. All right, I'll talk to you." And it's like, I, sometimes that that can be a little uncomfortable talking to people. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like how, how Chris actually is passionate about the people he's talking to and what they're doing because it does come across. <laughs> Even though I felt so bad because I, I really like Seth Peck's work, um, like the work that he did on Sorrow uh, was. Yes. That was such such a good book and. Sick. Uh, Oh, and um, he and uh, he and Ty Walker, who uh, he's working on for the Bad Karma stuff, did some awesome stuff in '76. If you remember that book, yes. Oh, so I'm a big fan of of Seth's stuff. And and over the course of the interview, I was just like, you know, it's you're kind of uh, for a lot of folks, you're kind of an unknown and have worked in the in the background on some stuff. And it's because you know comics haven't been your your primary gig. And Clay was just like, well, you know, he he's he's writing X Men. I'm like, oh shit! Sorry, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute. Are we? I'm, I may be thinking of a different sorrow. I'm thinking of Remender's sorrow. No, that was yeah. It was co-written with by Seth. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Why didn't I not know that? Yeah. Well, and Francavia on art. Francesco Francavia. I have that mound. That's that's custom really? mound, baby. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's it's good stuff. I should have known. Mm-hmm. Huh. But he's, I love he's that. One the, he's one of those guys that uh, um, you know. I would, I would definitely say watch out for in the next couple of years. He and Jason Latour have both kind of been, oh yeah, for sure, just kind of like bouncing around and in, in in the background with 
with a lot of those folks, and they've been off doing their own things outside of comics. Tour's crazy. I, I think both of those guys are getting ready to to make some major mm. major waves in in comics. Sure. Yeah. Latour's done. He's he's an interesting cat. I, I heard him on. He was on uh, on Sidebar, mm-hmm. uh, and he was also uh, P- Pat Loika talked to him. Mm-hmm. He's uh, yeah. He seems like a really fun guy. Good perspective. He's he's, um, he's ridiculously <laughs> intelligent, and and I think it's it's almost to a detriment because he's one of those guys that has so many ideas and is so creatively charged, but um, maybe has too many ideas. And mm-hmm. I think he's just now in his career um, focusing, and 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 that's it's really good to see because he's an incredible artist and he's got crazy, wild, awesome ideas as a writer. And so I think he's just kind of getting to that you know, maturity level as a creator to to focus that stuff and 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 really see projects through where it's always been you know in the past you know he would kind of bounce around from one small project to the to the next and they were all really cool but it's nice to see you know see him stick on some stuff which um have you guys read any of the winter soldier stuff that he's done has that come out yet not yet no not yet no okay it's that's what I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. That's actually why I bought the uh, the Brubaker uh, run on it. A, I love Brubaker's run on Cap. You know, most of it anyway. And I wanted to get ready to uh, uh, to read Jason's arc on it. So mm-hmm. very cool. Awesome. Oh, job, Chris. Drink roll call. Do it. Yeah, um, Vince. I think you and I are drinking the same thing. Um, I think we all will be drinking are, are the same we, are, thing. We, we all received a package last week. Yes, yes. from our buddy Spigs. Spigs, mm-hmm. who Spiggy. sent us. Um, it's called Insanity from Wearbacker uh, Brewing Company, uh, which is in Easton, Pennsylvania. So you know it's good if it's in Pennsylvania, right? But I, uh-huh. I, I yeah. upon further inspection of the uh, wonderfully designed label, I noticed that the beer is 11.1% alcohol, <laughs> 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 which means Vince is going to be extra stupid this episode. That's insane. Because I'm also drinking, I have a bottle here of Sam Adams Boston Lager and another bottle of Saranac White IPA. Wow, you're going to be like I was last week. Yeah. <laughs> Why is yeah. this is this white IPA high alcohol too? Uh it's gonna be more than your average bear. Yeah. Six point zero it says. All right, so hey. So wow, this insanity's double the alcohol of a regular Crazy, beer. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, well, nuts. It's, it's barrel aged. So it's yeah, so it's gonna my be mother. Mm-hmm. So Spigs, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot, Spigs. Seriously appreciate it. So it was cool. And a lot of trouble, uh, gone to to get us this beer i mean it was i know beautifully wrapped right? and secure and it's just crazy oh yeah big crazy. old box i'm like it. wow cool. did not mess around with it no. yeah send, sending you. stuff sending stuff uh via usps is uh always always interesting it's like when they ask you what's in there olive oil yeah <laughs> Popeye. i wasn't sure i wasn't sure how i would take to the beer so i had to have something for a chaser but i am actually rather enjoying this quite a bit it is. It's strong like bull, isn't it? It is. It is. Smell like one too. I'm having a little. Uh, I got a uh, Christmas present from Sal this year. He got me a, a amazing bottle of uh, Peppy Van Winkle. It's a it's a 12 year old uh, reserve bourbon and Peppy Mac. Cousin you know. of Peppy Mac. 
<laughs> Those peppies. A little bit different. A little different. It's a nice little, yeah, a nice little uh, uh, 90 proof bourbon. So ooh, ooh, ooh. Sweet. Yummy. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, sipping on some Buffalo Trace. Nice. Oh, nice. You know what, David? That is turning into my favorite. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a value brand. Burp, it is. It is. But it didn't always used to be. What they've done, if you've tr- if you've charted it over the last few years, they just stopped raising their prices. They were always a moderate, a moderate to kind of lower high end, if that makes. They were an upper upper middle class uh, bourbon, and they just stopped raising their prices, and everybody else didn't. And so now it's it's you can what pick up a bottle for about twenty four bucks or so. About twenty seven, yeah. Okay, that's well, you're paying New York taxes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a it's a really good bottle of bourbon. I've been thinking about changing uh, to Buffalo Traces my house bourbon. Your house bourbon. Nice. I've been using yeah, right. I I, I want a um, I've been uh, shopping around for for a nice decanter. We I, I have one for wine. I don't have one for um, for whiskey or for bourbon. So I I'd, I'd like one just so that I'm always. Cracking open the bottle just to <laughs> pour a glass, but um, it will evaporate. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, that's, that's my. It work. will evaporate. Trust but, me, uh, you don't want to do yeah, that. Between, between the Buffalo Trace and and, and the Cordonier Woods, I seem to have my. If I just, if it's the the before I'm ready to turn in and I just want to drink something, and I don't feel like wine, then that's that 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 these seem to be the the whiskey. Yeah, you just have a little splash of whiskey, throw a nice cube in there, be all good. <laughs> Something right, awesome. is very amiss with the Twitter because we are not getting any EOC live tweets. Maybe don't people don't. I don't think they know, so I just told them. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to maybe uh, go back and and grab, um, grab one from the past. Um, in the meantime, you we can, can do that. Talk about a, a, a comic or something. We, we can. Crap. Yes. Who wants to go first? Oh, don't all jump up at once. <laughs> Um, I got something really cool today. I'll pick if you're not going to answer. I are you are you listening to me? I said Christopher. I got cool let's hear today. from you. Stand up. This, I haven't read I haven't <laughs> read it yet, but it's not one that I'm going to sit down and like read. Um, so my wife um, sends me uh, a, a PM uh, last week and uh, and said, "Check this out on NPR." And you, you know, whenever there's a, a comic book story on NPR, she'll use that I don't that I don't hear or something. She'll she'll send it to me, and so I, I went over there, and there was a story about uh, a restaurant in New York, okay, uh, called Dirt Candy. Mm. And, Dirt Candy? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the vegetarian's place. Yeah. Fucking awesome. See. Wow. <laughs> yes, honey. Brush your teeth in there, dirty. Mouth. Yeah, there's a Dirt Candy cookbook as well. Yeah. I made a spice mix and I called it Razagul. Yes. <laughs> Razagul. <laughs> because what's it, what, what was the name? It was what? Razul Han- Hanout. Yeah, yeah, there's the spice mix that she had to make from scratch called Razul Hanout or whatever. And so she's like, I'm, a, I'm just going to, and she, she labels all of the spices that we put in the cabinet. She's like, I'm calling this shit Razagul. How do you spell that? Oh, nice. <laughs> <Yes. Really laughs> now. So yes, best wife ever tonight. Uh, <laughs> Marta fired up tonight. She yeah, is. Really. Get her on. So anyway, yeah, she sends me she sends me a, a link to the story, and uh, there's a, a cookbook called uh, Dirt Candy, which is named after a uh, restaurant in the East Village, 
and it's owned by uh, Amanda Cohen, and she did this cookbook. But there's there's a little twist to it. It's not a traditional cookbook. It does have traditional recipes in it, but it is also the story of the restaurant, the story of you know her philosophy of why she cooks like she does, and uh, and quite a bit of uh, of illustration involved. It is actually a uh, kind of a cookbook graphic novel. It's, it's a tiny a- little little restaurant too. Oh yeah, it's like it's like nine tables or something. It's yeah. nine or eighteen tables. Um, um, really? One of our partners is a our, one of our new partners in, who lives in Minneapolis. She's a vegan, so mm-hmm. when she came to New York the last time, I was like, I was going to take her there. I'm like, oh, she'll love this place, but I couldn't get it. I just couldn't get a table. Yeah, so. it's just yeah. It seems like it's 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 a, yeah nine tables, so it's very tiny. Um, so it is it is a a comic book cookbook, and um, is illustrated by this guy Ryan Dunlavy. <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's 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 Ryan um from uh uh our 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 good buddy from uh um uh philosopher action philosophers and comic book comics and um gosh, what else? Um uh, Tommy Atomic and and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, so so Ryan, um if you're listening, awesome job as always and it might be the first comic that um my wife actually sits down and, and reads and enjoys. Marta, fuck yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, oh. go <laughs> You could take the battery out of that. Oh, t- <laughs> hilarious. There may be a, a glass of wine or two involved in that. So I know, it's shocking. Cute. Nice. Right, so that's what I got. Uh, yeah, Dirt Candy. Um, and it is uh, from Carkson Potter Publishers in New York. You can find it on Amazon uh, or through, I believe, the Dirt Candy website, and you can order it directly from them. Uh, and it was uh, 20 bucks. So if you Ooh. if you love comics and you love to cook, and you you know don't mind all vegetarian dishes it's it already gets the the thumbs up i can't wait to to get into it that sounds really interesting oh because I, yeah i've heard the place is fantastic even if you're not i mean because obviously i'm not a vegan but even if you're just a fan of food but uh but the place is just uh just amazing it will make anyone that's not a uh th- that thinks vegan food is like god awful if it'll make you realize that it can be delicious yeah, well, good food is good food, it's, right? It's, I mean, it's all vegetables, so I guess. Well, I guess, yeah. So, is it vegan? Yeah, it's a vegan place. It's not vegan. Okay, food. so it's just vegan. Now, does oh. vegan include tofu or no? Yes. Cool. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yes. I like that a lot. Just, uh, vegan's just no animal products. So, like, no cheese. So, there's like no dairy, no meat. Obviously, mm. um, can't have much cheese anyway. So. No eggs. Yeah, you got that lactose issue. I anyway. Got that lactose shit. Yeah. But you like use meat. I do like a nice like slab meat. of meat. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of meat, Uh-oh. I I got something. I have to thank somebody. Oh. Yes, because I I got a man thing, a drawing of a man thing. Oh. Yeah, my buddy uh, Blue Note seventy seven character man thing. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, uh, John Bourne <laughs> sent me a beautiful drawing of the man thing. Sweet. Uh, yes, and it, it's gorgeous. He uh, he did it in a. Uh, spiral bound uh, sketchbook and uh-huh. when he ripped out the drawing it, he did it very close to the uh, spiral bound perforations uh-huh. so I'm just going to frame it that way I think it looks great like that, that is cool yeah yeah well, it, it's it's just like a 
literally was ripped from his sketchbook. I like that a lot. So I got to thank. It's very nice brushwork. I will scan it tomorrow at work. Oh, and David, thanks for. Uh, I da- I think David put up the. Uh, no, was it Michael Schwartz actually Michael put, up put up the? His, the yeah, yes, because did I did not us. get around to scanning it. So it was, no, I didn't either. And I have the. Um, I have. I took pictures of what you guys gave me last week. I just have to post them. Get but on that, you slacker! I know Jeez. what the hell. Um, wow. The the. Damn it! Oh no, I I have, I still have. I need to find a place for it. But I that that headshot he did of of the the Teen Titans that that, that John gave me last year is is one of my favorite pieces. It, it's just it's, it's clean. I like his style. It it and it. See, I I really want to see this man thing. I, I I'm dying to see that. <laughs> it's, it's, he's seen my man. He has, really like, man. Sure man Hell, he's seen it. It's like you, those, yeah, uh-huh. so. all three inches of it. Yeah, it's not as green as it is in the comic. <laughs> More slimy though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Because I got a one shot. Oh, go for it. And I, I don't usually go first, so let's try this out for once. Okay. Um, what was I? Was I just moving my mouth and not talking earlier? What do you mean? No, 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 no. That was a <laughs> that was a a preemptive um, in your travels, right? Because you didn't re- read it yet. So well, it's kind of like book. a keep. I mean, you don't keep your eye Read out. a cookbook. I would if it had good stuff in it. I'm Seriously, officially declaring that I went first. Good. All right, you well, I will go second then after Chris. Congratulations to Chris. This <laughs> is a one shot from the great folks at Dark Horse Comics. And uh, as you know, I kind of fell out of favor. Well, no, I didn't fall out of favor. The book fell out of favor. The Dark Horse Presents, the revamped Dark Horse Presents yeah, kind of yeah. fell out of favor with me. Yeah. And I didn't know this when I ordered it. But this one shot is a collection of the stories that appeared in Dark Horse Presents. It was written by Alan Gordon. That's going to ring a bell with David. Mm-hmm. Al Gordon. Yep. Um, the art. Al Gore? He, he, didn't he invent the internet? <laughs> he did, but he broke it too. Uh, the art and concept for the story were created by a Kubert School <coughs> alum who is currently killing it on Prince Valiant. David, who is it? Oh, wait. Oh, 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 it's, oh, shit. Um, uh, Gianni? It, um, no, Tom Yates. Oh, he's, he's, he's American. Oh. The, the uber-talented Tom Yates. Uh, layouts were uh, attributed to someone named Alabe, but if you go to Al Gordon's Facebook page, Alabe is in the URL, so I'm thinking mm-hmm. Al Gordon did the, the layouts for this. Uh, colors by Tom Yates and Lori Almedia. Almedia? Almedia. And get this, David. Letters. Boy, you get a double whammy John Workman, baby. John Workman and yes. Tom Orzachowski. Yes! No way. <laughs> yes, they both That's did the letters on this. It is called The Once and Future Tarzan. And like I said, it appeared in the pages of Dark Horse Presents, the new Dark Horse Presents. It's a one-shot. It um, seems to be a little... Right. It seems to be a little thicker than the average uh, Dark Horse comic. It's three fifty, but it is worth every freaking penny. Every penny, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the story is not your typical Tarzan story. Um, okay. Because uh, John Clayton, a.k.a. Lord Greystoke, a.k.a. That vine-swinging jungle head honcho that we all know as Tarzan of the apes is a bit long in the tooth when this story takes place. Okay. 
300 years, in fact. Tarzan mm-hmm. is 300 years old when this story takes place. And um, it's set in this really dark future time where uh, humanity's on the decline. <coughs> Some great cataclysm occurred. They don't say what, uh, but uh, the land is all scarred and polluted. And you have mutated animals running around all over the place. Um, rivers and lakes and oceans are like, like this toxic stew. It's, it's like the earth itself is is like rallying to reclaim what was taken from it. Have you ever seen um, uh, History Channel's? What is it? Uh, Life after people. That, yeah. that you uh, never saw. That? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know it's very cool. It's like you know, in ten thousand years, the Constitution will you know blah blah blah. Right? It's, and it's no, like, no, it's after, like physically what would happen if there was no people? How the yeah. roads would just yeah. crack. Right. The vegetation yeah. just overtakes everything. You got these buildings that are all crushed and broken and they got plants, uh, you know, vegetation and wildlife within the buildings. So it's, it's like this post, it's like midway through that transformation of what would happen without people. The, the planet is in disarray. Big Ben is like floating in the middle of a, uh, a uh, mur- murky swamp and the water is like pink and green so something nasty came down chemical biological we don't know it doesn't really matter right because the place is in disarray and yet tarzan is in still relatively peak form he's not a, visually he's not old by any means but um there's this internal monologue going on and as he's checking out his uh his various uh storehouses and that plays into the story i won't tell you what's in the storehouse but uh and he's like man you know i've been alive a long time and uh he notices himself getting very conservative in his old age uh leftist very like a left conservative he's still tarzan will always be a tree hugger and no pun intended right Mm -hmm. uh he does he's very concerned about nature and and wildlife and and mother gaia but he he seems himself getting very conservative uh and it appears there's a bounty on on tarzan's head um because the shadowy cabal of uh overlords who are actually ruling the place there's a there's a shadow government in place and they find out that there's a mysterious man who is purported to be 300 years old why is tarzan 300 years old well because this story, uh, <coughs> Yates and Gordon do Burroughs proud because it's actually, uh, I hate the word, but I will say it, it it's canon. It's in uh, the Burroughs continuity because in 1935, Burroughs wrote a six-part serial called Tarzan and the Immortal Men. It was published as Tarzan's Quest, and in it, he introduced this little tiny plot device called the Kavuru Pellet. Mm-hmm. which was a concoction that Tarzan takes during the full moon monthly, and it will extend his lifespan indefinitely. Really? Yes, in this comic. I don't think Burroughs ever was explicit in the fact that Tarzan was taking these things. Memory mm-hmm. is really fuzzy on on the, the end of the line Tarzan books. But in this book, Tarzan and Jane are both obviously taking the pills because they're 300 years old. Um uh, so there's a bounty on Tarzan's head because they want a blood sample any way possible. They want a blood sample so they can replicate whatever's in this man's veins to make themselves immortal. I mean, that's... Makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. That's what um, I would do. But, it's like people uh, trying to get up on Steve Rogers' blood. That's right. 
So um, in his travels, uh, after uh-huh. he's done picking up good comics, Tarzan is accosted by a group of, um, well, they're not <coughs> technically Amazons, but they might as well be, a, a group of female warriors um, led by a woman named Maya, and uh, they're looking for the mysterious uh, immortal man with no name. Uh, and it's just a very simple device that the writers use to put Tarzan in a bunch of really cool adventures. There's a, a giant woolly mammoth that is being uh, attacked by these creatures called Atazarfs. What they are is they're veiny, giant baby heads attached to crab bodies. And they're all red, except for the leader, which is blue. So... I mean, visually, it's stunning. You have a giant woolly mammoth getting all pissed off, shaking his head around. You got these crab things all over his legs, flying around, and Tarzan with a machine gun mowing down these little creatures. And um, the bullets are just piercing their foreheads, and this green blood is spitting all out. Tom Yates, I'll tell you, we should have mentioned him last week as one of those creators that don't get enough love. Tom Yates is fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. you you can't be okay to get the gig doing prince valiant you, you got to do uh hal foster proud right tom yep. tom tom yates is really up there well he was taught by the best right he's a kubert school alumnus and in fact this issue is dedicated to joe kubert dedicated to joe kubert the real king of the jungle how about that oh that's nice that that's is awesome cool. that's awesome but i'll tell you it's it's um might as i'll call it fully painted art because the um the colors very strong in this book um the yes he does traditional uh brush and ink and pen and ink but uh it's it's m- melded with this beautiful watercolor esque coloring style it's mm-hmm. fully fully rendered it's gorgeous it's uh, all you have to do really to anyone who knows Tom Yates's work is say it's Tom Yates and they'll be like all right there there's an image of a uh tiger who just did battle with a giant rat and it's um the golden arches and the mcdonald sign are in the in the foreground it's just there you go it, it's almost commandy without the the super intelligent animals mm-hmm. you know it's this this really nasty future and uh simple someone's hunting tarzan that's all i'm going to say if you are a fan of great art who uh, isn't? Joe Kubert, I mean, classic tinged great art because Yates is a classicist. There's, there's, um, the, the, um, expressionistic tendencies are in the color, not so much in the line. He is of the Hal Foster mold and uh, the Al Williamson mold. It's just great, great, great stuff. Totally took me by surprise. I got it in my DCBS box and, uh, unfortunately, the book I originally had, uh, scheduled for this week turned out to be poop. So I, I needed I needed to yeah I needed to double back and get something really quick to bring to the table giant crocodiles David giant friggin crocodiles Damn. and Tarzan that's with about, the crocodilio that's pulp goodness you throw a crocodile in the in the water with Tarzan that's just fine dining right there and Tarzan uh, Yates's Tarzan seems to be modeled after uh, Johnny Weissmiller so mm. oh, yeah okay. no be, no Buster Crab here. Um, well, Yates has drawn Tarzan before many times. So, mm-hmm. um, and did you know that there's a connection to the Pellucidar stories in this too? So it's it's all Burroughs, all book long. You got to get it. 
It's fantastic. It's only three fifty. Yeah. If you haven't, you may have missed it. If you're not buying Dark Horse Presents, you definitely missed it. But it's a one shot, so it's going to be easy to find. It's a beautiful cover, front and back, by Mr. Thomas Yates. Uh, ex- extremely beautiful book. I, I highest recommendation possible. Yeah, I got to give Dark Horse a lot of credit for doing some of these reprints. You know, like that. It definitely is is smart of them because yes Milchik you I was excited about the HP but then the price tag kind of put me off and you know like with any anthology it's it's hard to feel like sometimes you get your money's worth if you don't like everything in the book mm-hmm. um, so I, I stopped reading it too but but you know a couple of things have been reprinted like the concrete thing mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm I'm hoping very much that Karina and Gabe's uh, oh, thing yeah. will be reprinted I'm yeah. sure it will be but that's what I'm waiting yeah. for because he's me like too, yeah, yeah I'm doing my dinosaurs and Dark Horse Presents I was like I, don't know, I know I know uh, you know that's really nice of them to do that because now you can cherry pick. Because I bought the Corbin collection that was that he did in the oh, I think it was the first three issues of Dark Horse Presents. He did that mm-hmm. story. I bought that single issue. Um, it's 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 a nice alternative to dropping eight bucks on maybe two stories you want to read. Mm-hmm. In my in my example, I mean yeah. I'm not saying you won't like them all, but so there you go. Respect. Yeah, Tom Yates. Fucking yeah, awesome guy. Nice. <laughs> we ready for a tweet? We sure would be ready for a tweet, shouldn't we? Oh, there's a lot now. Yay. All right, there we go. Hit us up, Chris. Um, let me see here. Uh, this one comes from uh, Dave Jordan. And uh, he says, Is there any creator that had a single work that you loved, but their other work didn't click with you as much? Oh, that's yeah. I can, yeah. I got one. Sure. Um, Mark Crilly. I, oh, really? I love I love Akiko. I yeah. think Akiko is great, yeah. but it just that that stuff. He's uh, what is it? Uh, somebody's Brody's ghost. Yes, yes. That's, like I, that. yeah. uh, I just nah. It's like not it's son. not pushing the buttons, mm-hmm. but Akiko is just fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is. I thought that the. Teen Titans tie-in for uh, Blackest Night was one of the best. Oh, that's an excellent one. one. Oh, yeah! Wow, the, that's a good one, Chris. It was. It was all right. And I was just yeah. like, "Wow, watch yeah. out for this guy." Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, good call. Good. That call. was Jeff Johns. Uh, oh, JT Krull. Oh, JT Krull. Oh, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Um, I heard Green Arrow sucks. That he. Did. <laughs> <well>. <laughs> <laughs> go read, go I didn't read, read the, it, so I can't go, say. Read, read the Teen Titans Blackest Night tie-in. It was good. I have that, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like there's lots of them, really. I mean, I, I, I but I would say, um, I mean, like one that is my my cousin Brian Wood. You know, yeah. I I really didn't care for Northlanders at all, um, and I didn't really like uh, demo or local, mm-hmm. yeah. but I love DMZ and I really enjoy his Conan. So. I think he's a very good writer. It's just that sometimes the stuff he chooses to write just hasn't resonated with me. So uh, is the, the so the Conan is is good stuff. Yeah, I've enjoyed it very yeah, much. And um and the um his more rec- his recent run on uh, Astonishing X Men, which I read mainly because David told me yes, to, which yes. was also good. So yeah, no, so I, he's like fifty fifty. It's not like but but there's definitely been stuff where where I've read it and like obviously I've loved DMZ. I talked about it all the time when it was coming out, and then but like I really disliked. Like local and demo, and which I know a yeah. lot of people love. So yeah, I, oh, I really liked local. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, I thought it was it was very well done. But I can see that. 
And Clunan's on uh, Conan, right? Becky Clunan? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to watch out for her. Right. She's yeah. going to blaze a trail. She's really good. Yeah, did that they newcomer. Do Amer- did, did they do American Virgin together? Was that, was, who wrote that? Um, to be honest, <laughs> the only thing I remember of American Virgin is the, <laughs> Quietly uh, Covers. The Quietly Covers, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was Becky Clunan inked by. Don't know. Jim Rugg. Ooh. Get out of here. Wow. Interesting. I'm sleeping on that. Yeah. But there's got to be lots more. Um, just trying to think of... Uh... Oh, see, it, it, I had I had one. Okay. And it would have been... Well, he would have been if, um, if I also didn't... If I just read All-Star Superman, I probably would have said Morrison, but I read Flex oh, wow. Metallo. So... That <laughs> so, uh, and then there's also um, there is well, I'll say only because I haven't gone back at everybody's behest and 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 read his uh, Fantastic Four or FF. But right now, two issues in, I'd say Hickman with the Avengers. Okay. I, I read Lightly News, and I it, it, I didn't. Didn't click. It didn't click the way it clicked with everybody else, I guess. Uh, but also partly, um, I, th- I I read thanks to Mister Caters. I still have the, the first five trades of Invincible, and I, I think that's pretty much the best <laughs> thing I've read by Kirk. I, I do like Marvel Zombies, so again, there's that that gray area where you know I read that first Marvel Zombies mm. book, and that's Kirkman, and it's enjoyable. I get more out of Invincible, but because it's two titles, I can't even really include him there either. So I, I uh, as as you go through them, Jason, I'll, I'll see if anybody else comes to mind. Hmm. Um, let's see. I uh, well, um, well, I'm trying. To, I can't think of his name right now. The uh, the dude from uh, Real World, uh, uh, Judd Winnick. Oh, Judd was yeah. Let's see. Well, no, the reason I, I really personally. Didn't find his uh, his um, Pedro and me like maybe because I'd watched the MTV thing, so it wasn't like I, it didn't really do much for me. And then his um, what was the name of his uh, the goofy little kid that he wrote the the oh the Barry oh, Ween oh, yeah Barry Ween did nothing yeah. for me, but uh, but like I've what about uh, Exiles yeah I loved Exiles Exiles run and I so, enjoyed most of his Green Arrow yeah so. He's another guy that's hit or miss for me. Straczynski's very. No, wait a minute. How did I not think of this? Jeff Loeb. <laughs> oh, I have uh, just like the right, majority so of Jeff Loeb stuff, but okay. yeah, but yeah. Well, yeah, See, but I can't because I I enjoy I enjoy Spider Man Blue. I enjoy um, uh, Superman for All Seasons, mm-hmm. and and there's the Batman work he did with, with right. Tim So mm-hmm. it's. I, I well, really like Jeff. I disliked a lot of his other stuff, though. But I gotta I say, a lot of his later Marvel stuff, like Evolution, like yeah. because you know why the formula is always on display with Jeff Loeb. Mm-hmm. He sticks to the same formula every time. Yeah, I agree. R- roughly, you, you throw a bunch of characters into the blender, uh, and then you know, to a somewhat satisfying conclusion. I mean, he look, look at his Hulk run. He just took everyone and just dumped it in the Hulk. Like it worked, but mm-hmm. his his Batman and Robin, not Batman and Robin, Superman Batman run was the same thing. 
just yeah. tons of characters initially, and then you have this, yeah, this go out and little have fun trickle. With the toys. Right, this little trickle towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not uh, a bad way to approach it, I guess, but it's just it just seems to always be at the forefront. Just this, that's the way he works. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um Num, num. Here, here's a here's a uh, an easy one from from Andrew Shaw. Uh, do any of you ever get to read comics at work? No. no. During work hours, no. I used to. <laughs> but I shouldn't end that by saying, but I have a long commute in New York City, so I do read quite a bit on the bus. Nice. Yeah, so it's technically I do at work, lunch, but yeah. Well, not really. I don't get paid but it's for go, it. It's, it's work time. Like it's, no, it's I can, I consider work time. Work, you're sitting at your desk. No. Right, right. But I, I mean, it would, I would love to have the luxury of being able to read on the way to work. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. But, but gotta, how long know. does it take you to get to work? About 15 minutes. Exactly. Oh, sucks to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I would much rather have a 15 minute commute. <laughs> so. Well, how much relative. is it? 45? Mine? They maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Mine's an hour, and, like about an hour and a half. One way, mine's yeah, door to door, yeah. Holy, good for yeah, you, dude. That's about, me time. about an hour. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. you guys are living. Yeah, we're living. Yeah, we're just, well, yeah. <laughs> are you living in Baby Smalls? Yeah, I got to drive. I would, I would prefer to take the bus or whatever. Yeah, we're just Somebody not near a highway, so it just takes us at least ten, fifteen minutes to get to to the parkway, and and then it's just a straight, <laughs> not even thirty minutes, <laughs> but getting to it. Yes. Let me see. Nice. Yeah, so um, we want to do a re- review, David, Jason, either one of you, and we'll come uh, back to later. Well, I, as you guys know from our chats here, I've, I haven't read too much this week because of the holidays and stuff, but I, I will say that uh, I did read this the week before, so it's cheating a little bit, but um, but it, it uh, I got caught up on uh, Daredevil. So oh, I read uh, I still, issues. I still, I still have a second hardcover to get through. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I read issues three through twenty of Daredevil. Oh wow, you really got caught up. Yeah, yeah. Now we, I remember your feelings on that first issue. So mm-hmm. obviously, you went back and and have read straight through. You read almost twenty issues, so mm-hmm. it's not like you were turned off or said I'm done. Right. Something. Had you interested in keep going? So, what was the what turned it around for you? Well, I mean, first of all, um, the first issue I didn't like because it was such. A, I just thought it was like a little, you know a little too happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. And then, but every but the art was great, and everyone else seemed to just love it, you know. And 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 the next few issues came out, and like everyone, yourself included, were like, "Oh, this is great!" And uh, just it seemed like everyone that was reading it just thought it was not only good but just one of the best books Marvel is putting out. And I have generally been a big fan of Wade, so I, I do have faith in him. Um, so I just I kept reordering it, and with the idea that I would like read it in arcs worth and see if I was going to stay aboard. And then, of course, as I've said many times, I'm, pro- I'm probably not alone in this, but I, uh, you know, I didn't catch up. So since I didn't catch up, rather than just not ordering it and figuring, oh, if I like it, I can go back and get the issue someday, I just kept reordering it. So I like I said I got up to the point where I was up to twenty issues and thought you know I really should sit down and read this to see if it's worth keep uh, going or not, um, and by then I had a pretty good sense that it would be uh, an enjoyable experience if if you know regardless of whether I came away thinking it was as, as good as you know the best book on the stands like some people I figured well geez I mean th- it's too universally beloved for too long now for it to suck, um, and then you know obviously the, the, by then the collection of artists that had 
been through the book had, had were all amazing. So I figured, okay, again, it's going to be beautiful art. Um, but no, I think it's really, it's really good. I mean, I, I will say again, maybe as I think on it, I think Daredevil is just not a character that I ever get like super excited about. Yeah. Um, even though I've seen like I've read it, I've read pretty much him ongoing for 30 years. I, I realize it's just not, it's hard maybe because kind of like the Punisher, maybe just because of the, the kind of the singular note with which his, his, his world is usually said and the kind of things he deals with. It just feels very familiar sometimes um so i think wade has done a nice job in um you know as i should have given him credit for at that first issue yes it is lighter hearted but it's not as though he's pretending that decade-long run of like really down in the dumps daredevil didn't happen you know he's he's playing it like daredevil's basically in denial you know murdoch just in denial he's just pretending that he's really happy because that's the way he's coping with the shit that he's dealt with and he can't cope with it any other way. And, you know, Foggy is, you know, thinks he's, thinks that Matt's insane. And, um, and, and so I just, I think it's a really well put together book, obviously masterfully written. Um, you know, David, I'm curious what you think, because I know some of the artists, Somni in particular are guys that you love. Um, but I'm wondering if it bothers you how frequently the art shifts. Cause I, in reading it in one big chunk, I mean, there's very few instances where the same interior artist does the book for more than like two issues at a time. Yeah, there. Yeah, I, I think Somni's been on it the longest right, right. now. Um, there was the the original team was Rivera and Marcos Martin, and mm-hmm. and so you had and and they have complementary styles. The only one who really kind of and it's the art was still serviceable it's not it wasn't <laughs> offensive in any way mm-hmm. the only one who really kind of stood out or who was more superhero-y than any standard marvel superhero style was koi fam mm-hmm. and and that, that that issue is the only one that really just is your how to draw marvel how to draw comics the marvel way and and every other every other issue whether it's it's the fill-in by allred or somni it 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 does have somewhat of a uniform style. It, it it they are different artists, but for the most part, it's still in that animation style. No cross hatching. Mm-hmm. No no real clean. Yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. and uh, and it it works. It it you know when you, when when I think about Daredevil over the years, and and one of the things I. It, it, not like Vince felt his comic was this week. I didn't think it was poop, but it it did feel like it was it, out of out of poop. It, it did feel like maybe it was a breather or or a, a filler issue. Was Daredevil End of Days number three? So I, we, I've read a lot of Daredevil comics over the years, and and when you've had Miller and then just Jansen, when you've had Mazzucchelli who had a cleaner style than than Miller and Jansen, um, or you have Ramita Jr. or Lee Weeks or McDaniel, and and there have been a lot of different artists on Daredevil, and this is for me because I kind of left Daredevil when Brubaker left. I really mm-hmm. didn't read right, anything yeah. that that the Diggle, uh, Diggle Shadow wrote stuff. or right, yeah. So. Um, there was a spell where I wasn't reading Daredevil, but I, 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 I'm used to that gritty street level 
cross-hatching and, and, and just heavy looking book. And this just is lighter. It, it's, it's airy. And I have no problem with this current version of Daredevil, whether the way it looks or, or the story way it's telling. And, and, and like you said, it, it's still, there's still some looks are deceiving. There, there's still, it may look like it could be, you know, a comic that you'd give an average Marvel Adventures reader, but then you read the story that Wade's telling, whether it's Matt in Latveria, or Matt versus the Mole Man, or this current storyline with the Spot. This is these aren't kid-friendly <laughs> stories, right? I agree with that. Yeah, uh, and I and and for whatever reason, whether it's it's because it's Wade, whether it's because it's Somni, or it's both of them, and it's Daredevil. I I have I'm biased. I cannot look at this objectively and and try to find out mm-hmm. what's wrong with it. If someone says I don't like it, and they could throw a hundred valid reasons at me why, I don't know if I if I'd ever meet them on that. I, I don't know if I could see how they're looking at it. So I don't know if if I'm the person to say to ask if if um there's anything I'd nitpick this current Daredevil on. Um yeah no I well um I will say and maybe I'm not because uh, I forget what issue but I don't know uh y- you the spot has been in in uh I know he's the spot in Spider Man was not it's the same character but this spot is theoretically much more like lethal now right like he's kind yes. of right okay so um for some I mean, reason without, without spoiling it for anybody mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll say that i'll i'll say yes to that i don't want to okay. well, i don't want to go storyline am i all shitty no you're right can i guess at if i was the spot and i wanted to be a badass i would close my portals when someone's halfway through uh that would be it's, that would be nasty. Yeah, it would be. And if if yeah, if they were looking for a spot max book, that would be it. The this so it's is, it's not that brutal. No, okay. no, it's it's I'd say warped. It's it's a little out there. Um, it really the character is doing something that um, I never in a million years would have would have thought the character would do. Hmm. It's yeah, it's 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 a little crazy. You can't leave me hanging. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you after. Oh boy! Um, but the, in spite of Wade being an excellent writer, um, and I can definitely see why the book is being so universally praised. I will say that to me, the champion of this book, in spite of there being many of them, has been the art. And like you oh. said, it, it's the consistent tone, in spite of there being very different artists. The the, the uh, unbelievably high quality uh, and consistency of the level of the art. Um, the the all red one shot uh, was terrific. I mean, all red is always terrific. But um, and 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 I say that in the sense that that uh, for me, for me, the, these twenty issues haven't come close story wise to comparing to the best of Bendis or Brubaker. Like I, I think they they had higher moments to me as, in terms of story arcs and mind mm-hmm. being invested in the characters and caring about what was happening, but in terms of just if 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 this was meant to be a 
you know, a palate cleanser and a return to a time when Daredevil was, you know, a different character. Um, I mean, this is definitely, uh, this is, I have a feeling Wade is accomplishing everything he set out to accomplish and more. I just don't know that it is, to me, the, some of the Daredevil run of that prior decade was was arguably the best comics being made at the time. I'm not sure that this ascends to that level for me personally, but I definitely appreciate the craft, and I think the art is a wonder to behold. Like, I found myself looking at each issue, staring at the pages and the layouts and the colors much more than I do a typical uh, issue when I'm going through big piles. So, you know, I guess I give the art like a A plus and Wade's storytelling like a B, I guess. Okay. I could, no, I, I yeah, no, that's that that's fair to me. I'd um because I think a lot of what Wade is doing would um it when you get to that last page when Matt when when Daredevil is trying to escape mm. Doom's castle and you get to that last page where he says I'm free. If you just read that or if Wade was telling you a story and he goes, and then that's what happens. And Daredevil's saying, "I'm free," as he's flying through the air. And you, you might just be like, "Oh, okay." But when mm-hmm. you see Somni draw that page, yeah, there. I mean, there are things in and 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 like I'm saying with the spot and what he's doing right now. If you were just to explain to someone what was going on without Somni's visuals, I don't think you'd get that same feeling. So, mm-hmm. so I, I would, I would definitely agree with you there. That 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 is great as Wade is right now, and 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 the story he's telling with this character visually, it packs a bigger punch than just his storytelling. Yes, exactly right, and and uh, I think that um, the interesting thing for I was gonna, you probably already know this, but but uh, like apparently Wade is just so enamored with Somni that uh, he was uh, in a recent interview said that that Somni is going to be his Tim Sale and he's already told Chris that <laughs> wow. and that he's not letting him out of his sight and that he's that's got awesome. projects that he wants him to work on with him for like the next 10 years oh that's that awesome is, so, that is fantastic yeah. good I hope they do mm-hmm so yeah so I'm going to keep reading it I mean I'm going to you know like I said I'm going to keep reading it at, at least as long as the art continues to be you know and, and and there's there's this weird juxtaposition right now with 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 the fact that this book is so driven for me by the art, in the sense that, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to hurt people's feelings, but there are a decent amount of like people I would consider are some of my favorite artists mm-hmm. doing books that I'm not particularly interested in reading. Sure. And flip side, there are a bunch of books being put out that you want to read. Wise, I I, <laughs> I think I would enjoy. Or would be more willing to try, but whose art chores are being handled by people I know I don't really care for. It's this weird thing right now, and and, and I just I wish I could like have the power, you know, the big the Joe Casada hand of God or something. I could reach down and like mix and match to the way that more suits me. Mm-hmm. So to me, like an you know a plus art and a B story is going to trump a lot of other things right now for me because you know, and even like with some of the Marvel Now stuff, like some of these books that have been coming out. I mean, I would. Definitely, they sound interesting to me, but the artists in particular that they have assigned to them are things I just know are not going to do it for me story-wise. You know what I mean? So it just seems like this weird juxtaposition right now where there's a lot of things that are kind of out of sync. Like you you kind of want it to be where like 
you know, there are some books where everything's clicking and then other books where nothing's clicking, so they're easy to avoid. I'm, I'm finding that yeah. not quite the case for me right now. It's just, it's, it's rare. It's rare to find that anymore where you're just like, oh, you know, this artist and this writer, it's going to be amazing. And then too often you get into it and it's not as amazing as you wanted it to be. So yeah. I, I love those books that kind of sneak up on you. And you're like, wow, I never thought, you know, it's like going out to dinner and, and, just blindly ordering something on the on the menu and it works mm-hmm. and you're just like I never would have ordered that but that's that's awesome so that's the kind of stuff that you know I I hope to stumble upon in, in comics right now yeah we can piggyback a live tweet off that yeah oh, okay. from uh, Cajun Sean he says uh, well, he asks what is your biggest comic related disappointment of 2012 Ooh. that's easy mm-hmm. for me to answer okay um I can't say that I was um, waiting with bated breath for this book, but I was enthusiastic about it. And it being a Marvel book, um, that's rare, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was severely disappointed by uh, <coughs> Fraction and All Reds FF number one. Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you true. were that's extremely game, yeah. disappointed. But my major disappointment, and this has nothing to do with the quality of anyone's work. Um, I was extremely crushed when uh, Boom... Well, I wasn't crushed when they announced it. When Boom announced that they were going to reprint um, Marvel's Planet of the Apes magazine, oh. the, the, the Mike Plug stuff, Terror on the Planet of the Apes, I was like... Because I my issues are so ragged, and I have multiple copies of them. I have read those things to death, right? Uh, I, I want it on new good paper i wanted everyone to just see how great that magazine was and right. then for no reason at all they just uh canceled the solicitation and it's not even on the table anymore mm. Mm. that was my Bummer. biggest disappointment of, of 2012 yeah so hmm. mm. what's yours <sighs> biggest disappointment of 2012 wow um well, this is going to sound silly because you're going to be like, you should have known better. But um, I think AVX for me. Mm. Just because I tell myself every time I'm not going to fall for the next event. <laughs> and then this time. Okay, you know, Charlie Brown. No, let, I know. Let, that's why I say. I know. I know let him put that football down for you one more right, time. Believe me, if anything, I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself because I <laughs> fell for it again. Because as you guys know, X-Men and Avengers are my two longest running passions in comics. Mm-hmm. So I figured, all right, well, damn. And, you know, then I, I bought into the hype. I, I bought into Hickman and Aaron telling the world over that they get the the lividity people have with events and they were not, they insisted that if they were going to do this event it was going to be different and have consequences that would last and that it would have a story that we would you know talk about for years and I just totally bought into it the whole thing and it was just to me an absolute just just I guess again like you said Charlie Brown yet another totally forgettable and put the pieces back in place after a few months story that uh just fell short on almost all fronts, and uh, and and uh, again, I guess part of my disappointment is my own sort of falling for it again. So yeah, that's kind of part of the reason why I I dropped the new fifty two. That's because that's my biggest disappointment of two thousand twelve is yeah the new fifty two just kind of yeah. almost completely running out of gas for me. And, you know, there's still a few titles that I'm interested in, but I say few, like two titles that I'm Wonder interested Woman. in. Batman, Supergirl. 
Um, yeah, you know, I'll check in on Supergirl, but you know, Wonder Woman, it's <laughs> the like, but you know, there was a lot of promise with them doing the complete reboot, and you know, some of those threads are, are still are still being you know pulled through, but um. Yeah, I'm kind of with Vince. I, I thought that they, they could have and should have been a lot more aggressive with that. I still think there was, there's a lot of missed opportunities there. But yeah. yeah. Could have been a game changer, but instead they stuck to the status quo in a different package. It, it, yeah. it was dressed differently. It, it, it walked and talked differently, but it was still the same entity in the clothes. You know what I mean? They, they, they tried to, to make this grand gesture like we're starting everything over. No, you're not. Everything is basically the same. Mm-hmm. And now what you're doing, you're linking all your family books together, which is a, a massive kick in the nuts. If you, if you have a, a, a great book in, say, I'm just using it as, as an example, uh, Green Lantern, and then you tie in all these other Green Lantern-esque books that may not be of the same quality, you're basically forcing your readers to read them all, right? And same, yeah. same with the Bat books. I loved Batman. I think Batgirl was really strong. I didn't like Nightwing at all. Uh, but then not, now you're tying them all together in this death of the family thing. Like, why? Why are you doing this? This is the whole problem with the with with big two comics. Is they're they're pushing you in directions that where you don't have very many options. You either read them all or you miss out on some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're missing valuable pieces of the puzzle, and I know they say, "Well, you don't have to read them all." Well, then why include them in the story? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that one Batgirl issue that was going for like eighteen bucks the day after it was released had maybe one page of the Joker in it related right. to that story. You know, oh. that's, just, that's just wrong. Don't be yeah. doing that. It's yeah. it's the old Pokemon mentality. You got to buy everything. <sighs> got to catch them all. Yeah, got to catch uh, all the bats. That's just oh, a, that's a massive turnoff. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can still get my my Green Lantern. Uh, actually, starting this Saturday again, Green Lantern. Oh, Man's really? Young Justice is back on Cartoon. Oh, it's about Ooh, damn time. I, yes, I know. I'm so excited. New TV coming. Did we ever find out what happened with that? Like Wyatt? Uh, I don't know if it? I. I really don't know if I, I think it was a Cartoon Network thing. Because uh-huh. um, these these episodes have been done for a while now, I believe, and mm-hmm. so I, I know I. I came back from um, New York Comic Con that Saturday and and went to play back the, uh, the 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 episodes from that day and and it was um, I think it was Johnny Test and and Dragons Riders of Burke and I'm like well that's odd and it was the same and even though in, in the guide it was still Green Lantern and Young Justice but. Um, and then Sunday was the repeat, and then I guess that weekend or early in the following week, they they made the announcement that you know you may have already seen that your cartoons, your new episodes weren't there yet, and and they are that they're the episodes that we were should have gotten back in October are the ones that are coming up this Saturday. So so it's not like we because they didn't air something that that we missed anything. It's it's still I, I remember exactly with um with what what Hal was doing right as as uh as that episode was ending and it looked like, you know, he was zapped into the ether. So um I I'm and, and the shorts, I think they're gonna have an amethyst short in no between the episodes. Way. So yeah, so it, it looks like it'll be a fun weekend. But uh there's right where quick. there's where the push for the, the amethyst showcase and the what what's the yeah. book she's in now? 
Oh, what is she? And, oh, swords and yeah. sorcery or something. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 since I still haven't finished AVX, part of me wants to, to piggyback and, and echo Jason. And, but the follow-ups or, or, or at least the spinoffs, the, the consequences and the, um, and especially all new X-Men, I, I think I'm probably enjoying them because I didn't read Avengers versus X-Men. And and I don't have a distaste for for what the event did to some characters. I, I have an sure. idea what happened during the event, but I am absolutely enjoying the hell out of all new X Men. And um, and I, I I think the fifth issue came out today, but I, I'm only up to four. And um, and yeah, I mean, as far as a disappointment for me, that would probably just have to be my my waning enthusiasm for for the new Fifty Two. They got to do something. Maybe they should reboot the whole line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well, here's a, here's a palate cleanser because this is because because I know sometimes I, I I feel bad for for Frankie the Dildonator because of, <laughs> of, of his of his choice of of mobile OS. But he wants to know what operating system do you guys have and prefer for your daily usage. Mm. He is an he is an Android lover. Mac yeah. or nothing. Apple or nothing with me. Yeah, we we have iPhones and we have iPads. She loves her Kindle Fire HD. I like my Kindle Fire, um, but my iPad is usually with me when I wake up until I go to bed. I mean, I, I very rarely take the iPad to work. I usually take the Fire because I can still read my comics. I can still read my books on it, but. Um, I'm an iOS guy. You want to hear a little bit of inside information that I just discovered today? I don't know if anybody else knows this. I'm sure they do. But this pinhead (laughs) just realized this today. If if you hook up an iPad to... um, I have a dual boot system with uh, Linux, Mm -hmm. Ubuntu Mm -hmm. Linux. Mm -hmm. When, When it accesses your iPad, you can move anything off the iPad. It breaks. It shows you in the in the uh, their equivalent of the file manager. It lists all the direct directories, all the f- contents of the directories, and you can copy them into other locations. Like I subscribe to a magazine. I won't mention any names, but <laughs> after a certain period of time, the issues cycle out. It, mm. it, it removes them off your 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 device, and mm-hmm. it, it's not backed up on your computer anymore. It trashes them on there. Mm-hmm. I I go in to uh, Linux and I can take those and archive them. That's cool. That's okay. awesome. I, and you, I mean, as far as the uh, the Mac is concerned, you hook up an iPad, the only things you're seeing is what iTunes allows you to see. Yep. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but, unless you uh, use a third-party program. Right. And I don't want right. to get into that shit. Uh, no, I'll just use a second, a third-party operating system. Yeah, I've always been a, a Mac guy, but I'm I'm kind of, the love affair is coming to an end. I'll tell you, open source, free operating system. Yeah. If 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 you depend on Photoshop, any Adobe product, you're sunk. Yeah. With with Linux, but if you are just an, uh, uh, you know, you like coding, and and you know, uh, you're not doing uh, image processing, well, you can still do stuff in GIMP, but it has a limitation. It doesn't do CMYK. That's a big stumbling block. Yeah, uh, Linux is the bomb, man. I as an operating system, I think it's better than uh, than uh, OS X, uh, ten. 
Yeah. But anyway, why are we talking? About, well, because David brought it up. Um, Jason, what's your uh, preferred um, operating system? Well, here? yeah, I mean, um, I mean, all my PC, I mean, I, I'm a PC guy working it and here at home. I mean, I'm on a laptop right now, PC laptop, and uh, it's Windows, obviously, and uh, same at, at work. But um, But in terms of the device that I use the most, um, I'm definitely, I mean, I use my iPad, you know, yeah. more than anything else. Uh, and until recently I had a, I was very happy with having an Android phone, but I, I have an iPhone five now. So do you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Wow. That's That's oh yeah. Good yeah. for you. Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grown's up, right? Yeah. Is there anything uh, aside from the maps? Is there any, uh, and that's not even an issue anymore because there's the, Google's yeah, I was going to say their maps. It, yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's, no, I mean, look, I, like I said, I don't, I, I got, uh, I got nothing but love for, for, uh, Renee loves the five. She she had the three GS for a while. I mean, yeah, she she had that for her two years. And I mean, but but the five, she just, I, that's, I've seen that in one <laughs> hand and her petting nook in the other, and that's usually how I how I it's find like her. Oracle she is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right, but it's, she she loves her five. I'm glad that's cool. I didn't I didn't know you finally got an iPhone, Jason. Yeah, I'm all grown up. Oh, so I'm the only one that doesn't have one. Yeah, yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I got You know my favorite screen. thing about it? What? Hmm? The uh, camera. Really? Yeah. It's a nice camera. Yeah, just it not only is it is it a nice resolution, which I realize other phones of the same vintage have similar high resolutions these days, but but uh it's just the way it's integrated, you know, and having it tied into, you know, my photo book which is automatically now available to my wife's iPhone and, you know, our iPads and that just it's just cool. I just I love oh. the way it all seamlessly works together. So. I, that's I could, yeah, I couldn't I, do that. I I have uh, yeah. The, uh, I mean, when when I I bought, I pre-ordered the um, the Sandy Relief concert, and when I woke up the the morning after it came out, the album's on my phone, on my MacBook, and I didn't have it set to go to the i the iPad. But I mean, I, especially with um, and and with Mountain Lion on on my MacBook, it is it's very much the little thing. It, it's not. An iOS operating system, but the little things like if if I um, if I highlight a word, whether I'm typing something on the form or wherever, I'm in an email and and I I, I double click, I, I I tap on the word, it'll pop up a lookup and and it'll look just like the dictionary on your iPhone, and so they there are things going across all all their platforms where they, they, it, it's if you if you are of if you tend to use one particular manufacturer or operating system, it, it they definitely there are advantages to having everything integrated across the board. Like I mean, I use Microsoft Windows at work. I'm fine with both. There are times where I want to keep things locked out and and not spread across everything. But as far as when I'm home and I want to be able to find something on one device, but the iPads downstairs or something. It's it really is pretty sweet. It, it's yeah. the future. It's the future. Live tiles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> Let's Twitter's open all of our com- our programs at once. Mm-hmm. Here's here's mm-hmm. a, here's a here's a good Twitter question. Go ahead. Uh, it's from Andrew Sanford. Mm. Says, what past artist or artist would make the best use of modern digital tools, and what would they do with them? Wow, it's a segue. It's a very good one too, Chris. It's a great question. And I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one name out there. 
and and I think Vince will probably agree with me right off the bat. I know uh, what you're gonna say. Windsor McKay. He did not know he was gonna I say I did not know you were gonna say that. <laughs> I know you won't. Uh yeah. Yeah, he would rape Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Win- Win- Windsor McKay was he was inventing shit. Yep. And I, I think that with uh, he was a, a cutting edge technology guy, you know, to the point of like you know basically you know coming up with motion pictures. Uh, One of the first cartoons, Gertie yeah. the Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, I think Winsor McKay. It's, you thought I was going to say Kirby, didn't you? And that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. You, you know all that photo collage work that Jack was doing by hand. Oh yeah. He yeah. he right. he would push Photoshop to the limit. Oh, not even Photoshop. Just any sort of the, yeah. he he would the the home animation he would have been doing you know flash oh, animations yeah. and all sorts of shit tripping balls with Kirby. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love jack's collages they're so beautiful oh yeah they're, i just i just i just wish the the printing process was up to snuff at the time because you know the a lot of that process did not handle jack's stuff when you got to send it to a stat camera you're losing a lot of shit yeah, yeah, a lot of detail. But those original boards are still out there and that kind of stuff. So yeah, they're probably all poopy though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's this episode's word is poop. 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 Mm-hmm. I hate like hell to poop. say Kirby and poop in the same sentence. It's yeah. not right. Well, I mean, well, maybe, you know, well, maybe Coletta's Coletta. well sometimes. So even Coletta <laughs> could not destroy the the brilliance of Kirby. No, he tried. He tried, but yeah. <laughs> What do you say, Jason? Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm st- I'm stumped. I got nothing. Sure. Sometimes with these questions, it's tough because I don't know. We don't know what's coming, and I I I, I could him and haw here for ten minutes, but I, it, nothing's it, coming to mind. The the question is targeting a a uh, group of artists who uh, you're, you're talking golden and silver age because towards the end, like the beginning of the '80s, there were tools available. They weren't great tools. And I'm sure if if they knew about them, they would use them. So th- this basically focuses on a a vintage, yeah. um, a, an artist of some kind of vintage. Chris, uh, Chris got a good one with Windsor McKay. You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about art? Right, well, well, every once in a while. No, because well, that might have come out. Never mind. I was going to say uh, CC Beck. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go really? ahead. CC uh, Beck. Well, no, I was going to say, what about, because um, this was back before, like, what about um, Otomo and Akira? I almost don't want to put a, <laughs> uh, uh, a computer in that man's hands. I'm sure, because I don't think Akira is that old. I think it's it's Well, the 80s, manga was right? from the early 80s, right? Yeah, 80s. But yeah. Uh, no, I, I I think a lot of the, the, the wonder in Akira is like, some dude drew all this by hand. Well, no, no, no. That's what I mean, though. But I'm saying like yeah. a dude that could do that, like that looks, I mean, like those kind of technical specs by hand, you know, those kind of cityscapes and those kind of vehicles. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, phew, give him the tools today. It's like, whoa, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously part, you're right. Part of the allure is that he did all that by hand. I'm just saying like, I don't know. It's like, like what would Cecil B. DeMille do today with like three you know, <laughs> D digital rendering? You know, like yeah, I don't but know. The, you know what? I almost because then you got a guy who can obviously draw like uh, Shiro, Intron Depot, um, uh, who who is a, a, just a fantastic draftsman, and then 
you see, you give him a, a computer and you let him have free reign, and the art is just nasty. Like, have you seen some of the uh, the Ghost in the Shell stuff? Mm-hmm. The the man yeah. machine interface. Oh, it's almost hard to read. There's, it's just, it's just pure digital. And I know that's part of the story, so it works to a certain extent. But his, his, he renders the female's form with such beauty and like those puffy nipples. Oh my god! Right, and then, and then the rest of the panel is this digital mess of just like hard lines and stark colors. It's just, it. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would want to keep it away from some guys, as if I had a say. You know, but uh, I love Shiro's uh, drawing style. He's just fantastic. But I got to say, some of the digital stuff, like uh, Man Machine Interface, just leaves me cold. I love the drawing style, what you can see of it. But um, digital stuff, I don't know. Like Shatter. Shatter's great. Oh, God, yeah. But, you know, and because the digital is part of the story. Yeah. You almost, that's almost like a prerequisite. Uh, if if the digital realm is part of the story, then it kind of works for me. But if it's just somebody saying, "Hey, I can do this easier with a computer," yeah. then you lose me. The the I have well, I have two. One I'd I'd be interested to see. The other be more of a uh, all right. The one who I'd like to see would be Steranko. Ooh. Uh, especially with those. <laughs> the Fury Agent of Shield covers and and layouts, yeah. and, um, you could probably get trippy with those. The other, especially like with with, um, although he would like like you, what you were just saying, Vince, about losing something after seeing him draw them all by hand, especially those splash pages. But if if Eisner had something like Google <laughs> SketchUp for you know the the, the spirit lettering and as yeah and as the, and and that would. But I don't know if that would be if that would be a help or a hindrance for him hmm. because it just it the, the, those those splash pages I mean they they're just so natural it looks I mean they they look almost effortless when they're done by by Eisner yeah and adding machines to it would probably it, it would definitely not feel as as organic I'm gonna sound like an old fart but. As, as much as, I know. As much as I love computers, I think they destroyed very much of the process. They just that you are they, not going to get an argument from me, my friend. Yeah, for how much they've shortened I the agree. process, the 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 production time on artwork, mm-hmm. um, from an aesthetic standpoint. I, I wish the damn things were never. Dude, if, if, if there's a lot sound, of soul that's been taken. If out of you sound yeah. like an old man, then I'm just going to sound like a broken record because you cannot tell me that when you have someone like Byrne doing three goddamn comic books a month, and and at that time when it was just pencil and ink on paper mm-hmm. and sent into this and sent into the bullpen, that that was a a harder time than today with photoshop and how you have artists do 10 issues a year mm-hmm. and 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 if you're lucky and well they they they're not artists of the same caliber as Burn. but you but this is well, their stock are, and I mean, trade some this are is, yeah some are but they're, they're, 
But you, you didn't have, and, and so we can go in ahead. We didn't have the distractions back then. We didn't have the Xbox Live, and we didn't have, you know. But it, it's still, you, you still have. You're right. It, it was not so much a different caliber, just a different work ethic. Just right. you had Jack who went home, went to his basement studio, and churned out page after page. Why do you think Mark Wade wants to work with Chris Somney forever? That's right. That's right. Because he's 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 in the classical mold. He's the and that's and that's yeah. and I I love to see that and and I just but. We sound old. I'm sorry, but, but no. But it's. I mean, and, but the, I'm. I'm speaking as someone who is obviously not a comic book professional, so I don't know what they go through day in day out. But I do right. know that when I see when I see a bunch of artists on Twitter or online, and 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 I, they're out there, they're pimping their stuff, and and they're interacting with fans, and that is awesome. But if if I'm reading your stuff and I get, you know, three issues. And then and then and then one by someone else. I'm just I'm not. I'll I'll turn around. And I'll I'll read my Fantastic Four omnibus because I know I'm going to get more than six issues of Burn consecutively. Yeah, I've said this a million times. I think the um, area of lettering has suffered the most from um, the, burn. The, the, no, these new yeah, these newfangled computers because yeah. I would much rather see. Somebody sweating it out, doing it by hand. Maybe your lettering is imperfect. You're not anywhere near a John Workman, but hand lettering has so much more soul than if somebody just fires up the old Illustrator and drops the Comic Sans on. God forbid the Comic Sans on there. You know what I mean? It, just because, I mean, it, the ease with which you can do it these days, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it, it. No, it doesn't make it okay. Let, let, let's see your personality in the lettering. So maybe you can't even letter at all. I would rather see a person just doing hand lettering who was never trained, doesn't even keep the the letters the same. You know, the X high, just yeah. not even the same height. Just throw it down. That to me has more soul than this, this this cold impersonal font bullshit. Yes, we've crossed that line into grumpy old men territory. All right, let's get something happier, silly. <laughs> silly. Let's you know what was something. silly and crazy? Hmm. And, yes. And this is probably this is going to end up making me sound hypocritical. Since Jason brought it up, and in your travels a couple of weeks ago, we didn't talk mm-hmm. about it last week, obviously. But I finally finished. Well, I finished it for last week, but read all eight issues. But reread the first couple, but read all eight issues of Butcher Baker, the Righteous Maker. Wow! Shh, don't tell me about Look the at end. You but... are you for real, Vince? I didn't read read number eight yet. Oh, you're killing me. Well, that's okay. Go into it. You're not going to spoil. Oh. It. I mean, you'll you'll spoil it for me, but I don't really no, care. I'm going to no, read it anyway. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it. I, I I was I was actually very happy, very very pleased with the ending. Well, go into detail then. The, Let's lie. Well, I I I, I don't know how much. Jason wants to go into it. it. It's it's a um, it it continued to be unpredictable. I mean, yeah, there was there was a good versus evil fight. There was there was there was the the righteous maker versus his his arch enemy with with, with Jihad Jones. But it was um, the 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 other things going on with with. With Baker's internal monologue and um, and and RDP Justice and 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 it was just it was um, no I'm sorry it's Buford T Justice from Smoking the Bandit but this was the, the, this was RDP Willard Punch but it was um, 
it it was a uh, I thought about you yesterday, Vince, because we were alternating between um, Portlandia and the Honeymooners. Um, Best television show ever. Yeah, Renee would agree with you. Um, Portlandia. No, no, no. Well, I love Portlandia. Oh. Yeah, she was getting into it too towards the end of the day, but. Um, no, Vince and Renee love. I, I should I should fine tune it. Best sitcom ever made by a racist. Oh, so oh the, snap! The, uh, so wow. the, Why you gotta go there? So the bang zoom. <laughs> wife beater, um, David on the show. No, he He's never beat me. Alice. I know we never he, see her. He's threatening. I know. He I know. threatened, but he never did it. He, he never, never hit her. saw him beat her. I know. I know. It's Dude, well I would be Trixie in a second great. before Alex. Trixie was annoying. Oh, she really was. She a whiny really little was. thing. No wonder Ed was crazy. One of my favorites is the $99,000 question. Now that, that was <laughs> I love that one. That was great. It's like Swanee River. Uh, the art is just... There really are... I know that when it when it came out and, and towards the end there were the delays and people wondering, you know, if we were gonna get more and I don't I don't think we could have gotten more. And I don't I, I don't know about if if it was always intended to be eight issues or if, if things went off the rails and, and even in the back matter, Casey's even explaining that um you know, this was he was just basically trying to collaborate and, and, and make this story may make, make this just lightning in a bottle and and just and keep this as it is without i guess <laughs> by adding to it but it was it really is a, a i think it's it's a fantastic self-contained story it's it's absolutely gorgeous and and i mean and you turn the page and there's there's um baker in his rig and Liberty Bell, and it's just it's you, you, you have the um, the dot pattern for for the colors. It's it's uh, it's mostly it's it's like the paper is, is sepia, and then there's the red stripes for the flag on the rig. But for the most part, there's there's very little color on the page. And you turn the page, and and it's like practically fully painted mm-hmm. panel, and it's just. Unpredictable. It's it really. I mean, not yeah. visually. It's unpredictable. The storyline is it. Yeah, things go off in tangents here and there as far as what's going on, but it pretty much is a, a straightforward story of of Baker and 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 what he has to deal with, and and of course he brought it on himself at the end of the first issue. But it is a I. It's one of the. This is going to be one of those books that I will recommend to someone, if if they haven't read it, depending on how long they've been reading comics or what other comics they're into. Mm-hmm. When I say New Frontier or Marvels or Watchmen, Butcher Baker, the Righteous Maker, will be one of those books where I say, you know, this should be on your checklist of of what. Whenever Jason posts the the GQ or the Esquire or or the Harvard Review list of of top fifty <laughs> novels. I hope this is on there somewhere. It's almost—it's even more accessible than New Frontier because, uh, at least to someone not in the in the in the comic hobby, because if you throw New Frontier, say I wanted to get my wife to read something, I threw New Frontier mm-hmm. at her, she wouldn't know who anybody was in uh, is mm-hmm. you know the characters. But Butcher Baker's self-contained. It it, yeah, right. it, it, it 
introduces the characters, and I'm guessing it ends some of the characters, right? So mm-hmm. there you go. I got my hardcover delivered today, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Is, yeah. It, um, they do include the back matter, right? But is there anything extra in that that wasn't in the issues? Do you know? Um, well, I don't. I didn't get all of the issues. Oh. I got like the first issue. Um, I will. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, boy, Huddleston just fucking leveled up, didn't he? Dude, it's oh, it's, it's cray cray. It's yeah. cray cray. It's amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a Nathan. He will Fox be making or... appearance in my eleven o'clock. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I gotta agree. Butcher Baker started in two thousand and eleven, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't but, think yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. But yeah, no, you can, yeah, sure, I mean, because we're, you know, we're lenient that way if, the, if a good chunk of the story came out. In a year That's true, yeah. Doesn't matter when. when it's yeah, it looks like there's, you know, nice cover galleries, and there's, yeah, Sweet. there's a ton of, ton of stuff. Um, and it's nice, um, uh, Sonya Harris is a friend of mine. And we actually talk design all the time. And so, you know, I've been watching kind of the development of this book, but didn't get the single issues because I knew early on that they wanted to do a really nice hardcover presentation. Mm-hmm. Sonia was the uh, the designer on the book. Mm-hmm. So she did all of the, um, all of the logo work and, and that kind of stuff. So she actually has... Um, some extras in here on the uh, designing the the oh, logo cool. for the book and that kind of stuff. So yeah, so which I will look forward to to reading. But uh, no, it's it's a beautiful presentation. Yeah. yeah, scripts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely will be a like a weekend uh, on the couch and uh, and read this. So nice. cool stuff. Dun, dun, dun. What else do we have? I haven't read much, brother. That's I wish I did. Oh, uh, yeah. I read something. You did? Yeah. You said it was holding out. It, no, no, no. Me. I'm not going to get into that. Um, I've, like Jason, I resorted to trades for the majority of my books. Um, mm-hmm. if, it, if it wasn't a series I was already buying uh, <laughs> and it was announced, I waited for the trade. And I think, I'm pretty sure that I talked about the original miniseries for this way back when. Check the archives. It's in there. Um, and this is the sequel. Uh, remember Nancy and Hell from uh-huh. Image Comics? Yeah. Well, I read Nancy and Hell on Earth. Nice. Yes. This is written by El Torres, the, the man who wrote the original uh, Nancy and Hell miniseries, but uh, Rip, Juan Jose Rip, Oh, oh, yeah, from, yeah, this, uh, yeah, from this, uh, uh, Avatar stuff, right? Right. This was not drawn by Juan <laughs> Jose Rip. This was drawn by Enrique Lopez Lorenzana. Oh. Uh, and it's it's still in the same uh, Rip slash Darrow, uh, that uber-detailed, detailed, yeah, yeah uh, disgustingly concentrated uh, line work. Uh, basically... As you know, Nancy uh, meets up with Lucifer and Hell in the original miniseries, and they make their way out. But when they make their way out, they left the door open. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes, hence the title, Nancy and Hell on Earth, because all of the nasty, icky creatures from Hell uh, use their um, 
lack of foresight as a uh, invitation to spill into the mortal realm and that's all it is it's hell on earth literally um and it's way more explicit than the original miniseries uh, mm-hmm. there is bloodshed aplenty uh, eviscerations beheadings guttings uh, limbs torn off heads exploding and tons tons of TNA and crotch shots I mean nice. you, you know Nancy she wears a uh, a wife beater and a pair of Daisy Dukes and um, Mr. Lorenzana uh, does not waste an opportunity to do a ant's perspective uh, in the panel and just stare right up at Nancy's crotch. Uh-huh. In the, uh, yeah, it's uh, the the monsters in this book. I, I'm a huge fan of Francis Bacon. I, I love his paintings, and to me, a lot of the the, the monsters in this book resemble the creatures that, uh, if you've seen his painting, uh, "Study for a Crucifixion," it's a triptych, and mm-hmm. there are three creatures. Um, uh, amidst uh, an orange background, a lot of the beasts in this evoke, invoke Francis Bacon to me. Evoke. That's Interesting. The yes, they're they're very Bacon esque, and they are nasty. I mean, there is bloodshed. I, I can't even tell you how nasty this book. Is. I mean, the, it like I said, the 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 angels uh, who make an appearance, they're all naked and they're all female. So if if you're a fan of good girl art, uh, and who isn't tra- translated TNA? This book is loaded, loaded with um, just nudity and uh, splatter fest, bloodshed, and just nastiness. But transmitted through that Jeff Darrow, I gotta draw everything right down to the atom. Uh, you know the mindset. It's really, really detailed. Um, and uh, let's see. Wow, I'm looking through it now, and it's just it's, it's pretty cool because obviously they uh, they plan to uh, introduce uh, the horror genres um, recurring uh, character actors into the book. Like uh, one of the uh, there's a, a group of prison inmates in this, and one of them is obviously Quentin Tarantino. The other is uh, um, La Tor- uh, Machete. What's his name? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Danny Trejo is is in oh. here. It's just that, like they model a lot of the characters after familiar uh, exploitation and horror film stars, as it should be, right? I mean, this is an exploitation book, but uh, I thought it was gorgeous. It's really cheap for like the four issue miniseries. It's twelve ninety nine. You get a bunch of bonus content in the back, uh, and. It will take you a week to read this book because the art is that detailed. Yep. Uh, Sounds again, great. Mail yeah, it to what, me. I know. I'm not going to give this up. What? Dude, a woman in danger hump, humping an angel? Come on. And that Lucifer sounds... is so clueless. He's almost like a wimp. He's just <laughs> like, oh, like, like, kind of like Morpheus. Oh, woe is me. I'm Lucifer. I got the, you know, all of the afterlife thrown at me. Dude, come on. Look at you. And he's so beautiful that any woman that comes in, in contact with him immediately just, like, starts, you know, dry-humping him. Because he's blonde. He's an Adonis. He's Lucifer. But he's totally clueless. And it's, I mean, Nancy drives the book. And she's trailer trash. She's, let's be honest, Nancy's like a, 
She's a a hoe. She's a hell. There you go. So if you want a <laughs> you want a book to give your kids, Nancy in Hell, uh, she single handedly uh, strips an angel with a chainsaw, and all that's left is the jawbone, the spine, and uh, the waist down. It's a really disturbing panel. Yeah, Chris, you wouldn't like this book. <laughs> I would not like this book. Not you would not like this book. Yeah, beheadings. This guy gets his head lopped off. It's nuts. Well, that was beheadings. <laughs> It's there's yeah. just other other stuff that you know, yeah there's they, a lot going on in here. Yeah, <laughs> I can get into some you know vicious, vile stuff. But. And it has an Art Nouveau cover. How oh, could you okay. not like Art Nouveau? I mean, there. there's this uh, decorative motif in the back with the six six sixes and and uh, uh, skulls yeah. with pentagrams on their foreheads, and then you got Nancy, pretty Nancy with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. You know, I, I could maybe get into that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's 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 really. I mean, if you're a horror fan, look no further. This is it. It's steeped in that '80s Freddy Krueger, uh, you know, Jason, uh, dead alive kind of. Just how much blood can we get on the panel in one one shot? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Oh, we got one more. One more EFC live tweet. Let's do it. It was a good one, um, and it's a quick one too. Uh, this one, if I can find the damn thing, is from uh, Justin uh, Heggs. He said he got an Amazon gift card for Christmas, and he can only buy one Jacques Tardy book with it. Which one should he get? Wow! Sniper lining up a shot. Yep. Yeah, mm, that's a good. I disagree. I, you know, yeah. I, is it War of the Trenches? Uh, West Coast Blues. No, mm. you are there. Oh, uh, Adele Blancsec. No, you are there. I like you are there. Oh, a lot. you are there. Oh, yeah. The guy on the wall. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't go wrong with the, the Arctic Marauder, though. No, you can't go wrong with any of them, really. That's, but you know what? If if your gift card is, we have given you absolutely zero fucking. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. If, if it depends on how much is it depends on how much his gift card is. If he's got like a twenty five dollar gift card, he could technically get two of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he can pro, well, let's say. Uh, West Coast Blues and Sniper go for like what about twelve, thirteen bucks? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he can get two. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't get those together because those are both, you know, his. Those are both um, Manchette books. So yeah, kind of real similar. Um, I if, to get a variety of stuff, I would get Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blancsec and a Sniper lining up his shot. There you go. There's no wrong answer. Yeah, what, but I what, think those two books are a nice window into the different sides of his. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a and great. If you have I like a, a couple extra bucks, add Arctic Marauder to it too, because it's completely different from either of those books. And it's gorgeous. And that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's the early thirty. You hear he, he turned down some big uh, national recognition. Um, this past weekend, uh, I guess it's basically, um, oh, it's, uh, it's like, like a French, it's one of like the highest French citizen recognition awards in, in, in France. It's kind of, you know, like almost like being knighted, I guess, you know, in really? England. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he said, keep it <laughs> good. Good for him. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, he has a couple Eisners under his belt, right? I'm pretty sure. Eisners? I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Tardy won a couple Eisners. Mm, I don't think so, brother. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't, yeah, this I th- was... I think so. This was... Uh, well, yeah, so. I think he did. But anyway, who cares? Just go out and read Tardy uh-huh. because, you know, the guy's creeping up to Kirby level with me. Wow. I mean, I'm not saying approximating oh. Kirby level, but he's, he's he's making that climb. He's good. Yeah, he he's gr- he's great. Yep. Hmm. All right. You know what? You're right, Vince. I owe you, I owe you an apology. What's that? He won War of the Trenches for Best Reality Work <laughs> and also Best U.S. Edition of International Material. Look at that. But by the way, that was his first win in 2011, so. Well, it's about damn time. <laughs> Slacker. That's a reprinted work. All right. In your travels. What? Did you hear who was, who was a, an Eisner judge this year? <laughs> no. David? Frank, San, Frank Santoro is an Eisner judge. Oh, you like it. You like it to Santoro. Yeah, Santor, huh? I do love Santoro. He's going to mm-hmm. put a, a yeah. massive spin on those Eisner awards. Well, I mean, as as much as one person possibly can, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. What is it in your travels already? Yeah, player. Yeah. Oh, let me check yeah, the Yeah, player. They, uh, we still That's have the the 15, what? 20 minutes. What? Play on, play player. Well, you know what? Let's extend it. We'll 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 do a, an in your travels, and then I'll find some reason to bring something up. <laughs> a, okay. As usual. Well, then no. This is well. All right. What you got? I was, no. I was I was going to use this as as an in your travels, but we can kill some time. Um, Good. We will. I, I I want to wish a speedy recovery to Mr. Peter David. Yes, I was oh, going to bring man, that up. So Good job, good. David. Yes. Good for you. Yes, absolutely. That's scary. That is so, really I mean, in scary. your travels, I would recommend X Factor, Star Trek. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. Incredible. His Hulk. But she, I mean, it, he is. You know, there, there, there are Captain Marvel. Oh my we God. Talk, oh, there you go. I mean, we were talking about Mark Wade earlier, and, and and we mentioned a lot of other writers like Jeff Loeb and and Morrison. But Peter David, he's he. People mention Wade and Busiek when it comes to like trivia and things that they remember and want to put in their work, but. Peter David is. I, I'm. I'm so familiar with, with Peter David being Carol Kalish's assistant, and and putting out Marvel Age, and and I always mm-hmm. remember there was there was that there was an interview he did years ago, where because he he wasn't a a full time writer and he was writing the Incredible Hulk, he knew ahead of time because he was still with the marketing <laughs> department, he was always able to tell. Based on, I guess, orders or readers or letters being sent in, that when um, when attention was waning, when when people's um, when they weren't so thrilled with the storyline, with with the direction that the book was going in, which is why partly there were while, while Peter David was writing the Incredible Hulk that the character went through those changes of Mr. Fix-It, of the multiple personalities, of, of the daddy issues, of of Banner's brain being in Hulk's body and things like that. And, and he knew ahead of time, based on sales and, and the way things were going, that readers weren't were losing interest in that particular storyline, so he was able to change things up a little bit and... and he still there are some times where Secret Wars for example is 
was originally the idea for Secret Wars came to Marvel via Mattel because mm-hmm. Kenner had the superpowers line and and you guys will find this out as you read the Marvel Comics book but Kenner had the superpowers line DC wanted Jack Kirby's new gods to be part of the line he redesigned the DC heroes so Mattel wanted to fight back and even though they had the Masters of the Universe and things like that they didn't have a superhero line so they went to Marvel said we need to have your characters in our toy lineup and apparently market research dictated that uh, kids were really wild over two words secret and wars and so they had the idea for secret <laughs> wars was originally a toy tie-in line but by the time the comic was ready to be written by the time the, the, the comic was being produced by, by Shooter, by Mike Zek, by John Beatty the toys were nowhere to be found the toys weren't coming out for months later but they still had to go ahead with the with the story so you might have you might have some stories where are obviously the, the idea behind the story or the comic is is marketing is sales is something not organic or or just not true but with Peter David even though he had he knew where things were going as far as where the story he wanted to tell compared to what the readers wanted to read may not they might not have been in in line together but he still was able to fantastic <coughs> stories with with that market research with with the data that was coming into him and i think his his hulk run i wasn't there from the very beginning but once once dale keown came on once gary frank was doing it i was that whole marlo and rick marriage thing and 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 future yeah. i mean i that's that's up there with my whole golden age with with all old mantlo and, and bushima stuff i mm-hmm. i love captain marvel both incarnations are some of the best series marvel ever put out and i still need to read that i, I ever. still need to read the captain marvel stuff i have his first x-factor run with 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 havoc and quicksilver and you had stroman and quesada and that and Samson is fantastic. Oh, that the that, Doc that, Samson that issue with the yeah, yeah. with the infused. But I mean, you had you had Wolfsbane and Quicksilver and Havoc and Madrox. It was just, I mean, Peter David has some characters that you just, <coughs> I I I consider him to be Peter David characters. Like he, well, he really, makes entire books his own. Agreed. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, David, do you remember when we were in uh, what was it? The first, I think, it was the first. New York City Comic Con, or was it the second? I don't remember exactly. Second, when uh, Peter David was there, and uh, we, David and I, were lucky enough to get a bird's eye view, uh, not only to the person of Peter David, but the personality of Peter David. Because I guess is his daughter's name Charlotte. Yes. Oh, is it? He, he, yeah. Well, he brought his daughter with him, and at the time she was maybe five, six years old. Six. She was very young. Okay. Um, and I guess because Peter David was mobbed. It was Shauna, was, right? Not Charlotte. Shana. I think that's it, yeah. Okay, Shauna. Yeah. When, when he was making his way to his little table, um, I guess he was mobbed, and we saw all these people around Peter David. The the daughter decided to, you know, I'm going to go see what's up, go look at some stuff. And they got separated. 
if if I, I know, this is not funny, but I thought he was going to have a stroke. He went ballistic because he yeah. did not know where his daughter was, and he's like, "Bar the exits, you know, stop everybody!" And he just he went he freaked out because he did not know. Well, I mean, any parent would, but I mean, to see Peter David do it, the the, the guy obviously is deeply in love with his daughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, he and as soon as he got her back, he didn't care who was around him. He is hugging that kid for yep. minutes and minutes. Don't you ever do that bro. again, Caroline. Well, he's got, he's got ever, a couple of girls. He does yeah. have a daughter. He has four daughters: Shauna, yes. Guinevere, Ariel, and Caroline. But Caroline yeah. would be the uh, the twelve, the, the eleven year old right now. So you okay. right? Yeah, he just. I mean, he was grief stricken, and it was like, oh man, I felt bad for him, but I was also happy that someone brought the daughter back over to him. Yeah. It was it was something that. Uh, it was an experience. It really was. Mm-hmm. I have his Just autograph in my sketchbook. I love it. Nice. Me too. Yeah. Cool. But anyway, Chris, you have anything to add to Peter David? I really like this X Factor. <laughs> there you go. He's <laughs> awesome. Peter David is awesome, yeah. and and we wish him all the nice. best. He's been, he's been he's been doing it well for a long and time. Like <laughs> our boy Dap, he's of Jewish descent, but not really practicing. <laughs> there you is go. He really? I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, David, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got to stick together. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You, David. Uh, this episode has been brought to you by Discount, <laughs> Comic, <laughs> Book- <laughs> Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Remember that, Earl, because if you go there, you will save massive amounts of money on your favorite funny books and collectibles. 35 to 75% off their monthly spotlighted specials. To put it simply, they are the best. Seek no further. Look no further. Just go there. Save yourself a whole month, mess of time. Crackle. Get crackly. Bitch. DCBService.com. <laughs> Bitch. Your travels. That's uh, funny. Oh, We should that's... switch up in your travels every now and then and do it. Yeah, moment. let's do it. Yeah, especially tonight. Can we do reverse order? <laughs> yes. I think we should. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, nice. It's speaking of Mr. Wade, uh, in your travels, go to www.thrillbent.com. Dot com, T-H-R-I-L-L-B-E-N-T dot com. I have been remiss. Um, I knew that Mark had, uh, that Wade had, uh, you know, put a lot of effort into starting his own uh, online comics community. He even had a very public um, sale of a lot of his fantastic back issue collection to fund it. Um, and, you know, just just no no really good excuse other than just I didn't find myself remembering to go there um but um i had read an interview with him recently that uh talked about his experiences in the first eight months of running thrill bent that made me think oh, i should go over and see what this is all about and uh i'm i'm an idiot for waiting this long because um well first of all he's trying to create a, a site that will be for lots of creators you know anyone he's really friendly with to just have a place to go and, and put up their own their own work, you know, work that they will own lock, sock, and barrel and just have a, a platform for. But, you know, um, he's a smart guy and he understands business, so he is populating the the site um, with his own work uh, called Insufferable, which uh, for those that um, remember his time at Boom, he had Irredeemable and uh, – and um, uh, was it Irredeemable and – what was the other one? Oh, uh, oh, oh. Um. Uh, 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 Shh. It, we suck. Damn. What was the other one? Uh, <laughs> do you guys remember? I, Irredeemable. Keep talking. And, keep talking. I'll find it. 
Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> so. So. In any event, they, the he had created this this you know very cool I thought superhero world where things weren't as you know uh, as typical black black hat white incorruptible hat. incorruptible. That oh exactly. yeah. Yeah. Well, so he launched uh, with Thrillbent. He has launched a new series called Insufferable, yes. um, which reunites him with that same team. It's himself writing, Peter Krause uh, doing uh, the uh, pencils, uh, and then um, Nigel. I believe it's Nigel Woodward, uh, Nolan Woodward, who um, who does the colors. And it's a pretty it's a pretty sweet story. It's about uh, basically. I mean, it's it's in some levels maybe like a Batman and Robin archetype, right? There's a hero and a sidekick, but this is years and years later where the, the sidekick has grown up, a la Dick Grayson, to become an absolute douchebag of yes. <laughs> and so they have they're long since stopped being partners. Um, and a an event very early in the series forces them back together to work on a case. Um, and and the thing I will say is is not only you know you're going to get a good story from Wade, and if you've if anyone read any of his Boom stuff, you know that this team did a nice job. But the thing I'm most impressed with, and had I bothered to go to Thrillbent earlier, I I would have known this long ago. Um, this isn't a case where he's like putting out one or two pages a week. He's putting out like mini issues every week. Like each 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 week, he's I think he's up to forty weeks. Um, each week is you know ten twelve pages of story. God damn. So there's already a really meaty story here, like a couple trades worth really of story. And uh, I'm only I'm only through the first few weeks, but it's uh, it's great. Um, I really I'm anxious his- to hear how this has been going. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed his boom stuff. Um, and um. And this is right along with it. And like I said, it's it's uh, if you have any kind of an inkling of taste for like the anti-hero kind of thing, yeah. But maybe you thought the boys was a little too over the top, or you got tired of it. You know, this is kind of in line with that. You know, I talked about Superbia um, a week or two ago. This is kind of like that. You know, only with with Wade's much you know much tighter writing. So I just you know highly recommend it. And there are other series on the site, and I, I know that Wade's got plans for there to be many many series on the site but um but so far all i can really speak to is insufferable and it's 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 pretty rocking i think so. uh john rogers from leverage fame is is part of the site also okay that's part of thrill bent mm-hmm. nice. i I'm, I'm glad you talked about that jason i, I have a bookmark i haven't been to the site in a good long mm-hmm. while I, I there are some some web strips that i tend to just I like to read in chunks, so I, I and unfortunately, mm-hmm. though, I just end up forgetting about them for longer than I than I plan to. <laughs> but I will, uh, I'll make a point to hit that site again. Um, the uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Why are you giggling? Fucking beer. Oh yeah, I know. Well, it really is, dude. It uh, really uh, is. Jesus. Um, You're wacky, dude. I am. <laughs> I continuing, you know, talking about Wade. Continuing our talk about, uh, (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sleeping in the other room. Yeah, because he had a choice. Um, Left a two by four downstairs. I, (laughs) (laughs) dude, that's messed up, dude. (laughs) The bungee cables in the shop getting real strong. Anyway, you great, great. since I mentioned him earlier, I, I, I read the issue today, it, second issue of Avengers. Uh, I, I am enjoying 
a Hickman written comic book. And no. the art by Alpena is all it's it's fantastic. The, yeah. the colors. It is a gorgeous looking book. I one of my favorite parts uh, first of all, Cannonball Sunspot are in it and, and nice. uh they're chilling on the beach and they're both like Like Bob uh, Dylan or like no, just just chilling in, in, in beach chairs and just, you know, lounging in, in, in their speedos and, and chilling like Bob Dylan. That's exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. And speedos. And, and and Captain America calls Sam, mm-hmm. basically says, you know, I'd like you to be on Avengers and and, and Bobby, he's not he's not having it. They're retired. I'm I'm I am literally chilling and, and I am not ready. You know, we, we we're retired, we deserve this, we, we don't owe anybody anything. And when Sam explains that he's Captain America and, and want us to be Avengers, Bobby's like, All right, we're there and and you have you, you have quite a team that they are setting up. There there are little things in this issue that there are it's the second issue the team is still being formed after the first issue when the Avengers went up to Mars and, and went to go fight the big bad and, and that didn't go well they sent Captain America back to Earth so he could assemble this team mm-hmm. um, there are little things like I know I wasn't keen on it when Brian Hitch was doing this in, in the Fantastic Four issues where you had unfinished panels. The, the, the panels weren't outlined. They, they were just they kind of faded into the gutters. And here, Opinion doesn't do... When, when it's the flashbacks, there are no panel borders. When, when it's the main story, you have the black outline borders. And, and, and I found myself noticing that and I was trying to figure out why I liked it here. And it's because they still looked finished, but it's because it was a flashback and it wasn't just the entire book looking that way, looking unfinished in my eyes. But what I really dig is the, um, it's like the third, second or third page of the issue where you have the team roll call and you have everybody is, um, Everybody is represented by by a symbol, their logo, whether it's Thor's hammer or um, or or um, sunspots like Kirby Crackle, if you want to call it that, or uh, or Captain America's star from his shield. But as I'm I'm looking at the roll call and trying to find out, uh, this always ends up being a, a time waster for me because I, I just I try to associate the character with the symbol and. Mm-hmm. As I'm reading the issue, I find out whether how good my ratio was, but I, I like I didn't know who Manifold was, so I didn't I didn't guess that one. But some of that is where Hickman's, I guess I, I'm I'm chalking this page up. I'm crediting Hickman with this page with his graphic design sense. I don't think I'd be very surprised if Opinia did this particular page. But um, I was talking to Pat Loic about the first issue, and I felt that we didn't get. I miss the old the old days of, of the double-sized first issues or double-sized anniversary issues. And I think the first issue of the Avengers could have benefited from more pages and whether, whether there were double page spreads or pages like this roll call page, mm-hmm. for example, where we could have had another storyline. We could have had another story page in it. And, and, uh, it cost you $7 though. I, true. But mm-hmm. you know, so, but in this second issue, I enjoyed the second a lot more than the first. So if 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 they're 
if they're ramping things up issue to issue, I'm going to enjoy this first arc. So I can, I, I'd happily recommend Hickman's Avengers. <coughs> it's, the, the, it's pretty, it's shaping up to be a pretty cool story. And, uh, and I want to see this, this team in action. So, um, that's what I'm going with. Cool. Nice. Um, I've, I've, this has been like the year of Planet of the Apes for me, or the second yeah. half, mm-hmm. and I just I just continue to to watch the movies and and read the comics. And we've been giving a lot of love to Boom tonight. It seems like, and I want to give uh, a little bit more love. I just finished up the uh, the third volume of Planet of the Apes this oh, uh, over, over the weekend. Nice. It's um, maybe my favorite so far, and this is the the one that is. Uh, uh, is being uh, written by Gregory. What's Gregory? D- Daryl Gregory. Daryl Gregory. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, and Carlos. Is it Magno? I think been? it's Manio. I think that Manio, like Manio. me, the G is silent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? But it's yeah. It's the it's the third collection in the series, and I believe the fourth collection is that going to wrap up this this first series? Is no, that no no? Unfortunately, no? the series is canceled with issue sixteen. But okay. there is a special solicited that uh, we've been told will wrap up the story, if not one special, then two. So you will okay. see the end, but it's not going to be in that regular series. I'm sure they'll include it in whatever trade comes next. So yeah, yeah it'll be the fourth trade because this yeah. goes through. This goes through issue twelve. So I'm oh. and 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 the last issue is going to be what sixteen. Okay. So yeah, they'll probably bundle it all in the four. Yeah, track. that'll okay. So that'll make you know honestly, that'll make a really nice little four volume yes. series. And it has been, it's been really enjoyable. This takes place. Uh, I'm gonna go out there and say at least a couple hundred years before yes. before Taylor's story. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are. It's it's at a time when kind of like just after men and apes have uh the 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 balance of power has shifted towards the apes and and men are are now a slave race basically and it's after the a war has been fought and lost and uh and so this is uh largely about uh, a resistance trying to to rise up and and, yeah. and take back their their freedom and there's a lot of other stories that that go you know, into the into the larger story, but yeah, this third volume was, I mean, like emotionally gripping. I mean, amazing was, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, holy crap! I can't believe that is going on. You know, it's the. And, and that, it's, getting all the titles of the trades confused. Are you talking about Cataclysm this time, or are you talking no? About that's the Hardman Betchko. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. This that, is uh, Children of Fire. Is the yeah. third. So I just of, got Cataclysm, but in the the trade of it, but I haven't read it yet. So that's yeah. I Cataclysm okay. is roughly, I think, eight years before Taylor arrives. So, as far as the ongoing goes, and I think that was one of the problems, the 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 that where it didn't find a hold in the marketplace was because it featured characters that never appeared in the movies because it was yeah. hundreds of years before the movies. Whereas Betchko and Hardman were um savvy enough to include uh corn um uh cornelius and dr zaius is in 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 the betchko hardman stuff so yeah they kept it in the what was known by the average planet of the apes the known timeline right right that and that's you know so it's a two-part in your travels the the first part is catch up on the regular planet of the apes series because it is 
really good. And now that it's it's getting close to its completion, it, you can probably pace yourself and 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 just go through the trades. And by the time you're you're through the third trade, the uh, hopefully the fourth one will be coming out. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be out sometime in in the first quarter of mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. But uh, I just uh, I just picked up uh, Exile on Planet of the Apes today. Ooh, ah, <laughs> that's awesome. And that is this is in the uh, uh, Karina and, and Gabriel's um, uh, collection here. Now they've done what Betrayal, and- Betrayal, Exile, and Cataclysm. Okay, Be- Betrayal. Gabriel did the artwork. Exile. Uh, uh, Mark Laming did Mark the artwork. Right, yeah. He is freaking mm-hmm. fantastic. He oh, is. I cannot, I cannot give that guy enough props. And um, Cataclysm is done by who? I'm sorry, but I don't know it offhand. I, like I said, I have the trade out. It's, it's in my Damian, room. Damien Damien Cusero. It's Cataclysm. Yes, that's Cataclysm. Yeah, I gotta agree no. with Chris. Mm-hmm. By the the ongoing, by far one of the best things I've read in 2012. It's, yeah, it's going gonna, gonna to be on my 11 Oscars. I'll yeah. guarantee yeah. The, yeah. the whole thing hinges on the death of the lawgiver. The lawgiver yeah. is, is assassinated. And uh, he, he was an idealist who had a dream of integrating humans and apes. We can live together. We can coexist. And obviously, there are factions within both species who want none of that. Yeah. And and uh, the the lawgiver is assassinated, and it just sets off a conflagration like crazy. The 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 uh, the humans are shunted off to this uh, city state uh, called uh, Skin Town. Skin Town. Yeah. Skin Town. Where uh, I mean, there it's a ghetto, is what it is. And uh, the the it turns out the lawgiver adopted a human child uh, named Sullivan, whose parents were killed, mm-hmm. and he also had an ape granddaughter. Uh, and the two grow up together, but when the lawgiver dies, the mm. lawgiver's granddaughter fills that power vacuum, and she perverts the lawgiver's message. She alters the scrolls. You 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 read that famous thing where beware man, for he yep. is the devil's pawn. That was <laughs> never written by the lawgiver. That was his granddaughter, and um, she just it, it all it completely alters the ape continuity. Even in the movies, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just brilliant. really, really good. And and yeah, that's a that's a it's a very interesting relationship. And looking at how the third volume ends <laughs> yeah. and what's going to go down in the fourth volume, mm-hmm. shit shit be getting ready to go down. And Sully oh, yeah. is going. Sully is not going to be happy. No, so no. Sully Sully's it, the yeah. human, and uh, yeah. she's the mayor. Quote like that. She's not really. She's, but she's like the acting yeah. mayor of Skin Town, and so that sets up this nice dichotomy. You have the 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 apes who are are um, governed the lawgiver's granddaughter, and Sullivan, who's the basically the, the, the acting ruler, sister. right? Yeah. And and so they grew up together. They love each other, but they're forced into these roles because of their species mm-hmm. right? it's nuts how good it is and then that's not it they just they throw this this war criminal general named Nix, who is like one of the best planet oh, of the apes a, characters uh, ever character. he's yeah. an albino ape now if you want to say this is not your typical ape from the get-go make him a freaking albino he's white yeah, no right and uh he doesn't you know how you've seen the movies oh the only good ape is uh, the only good human's a dead human he he pulls one of the grunts 
up to him as they're going out to round up the, the humans. And he says, are you better than a human? And the, and the ape says, well, of course I am. He, and he punches him. He's like, uh-huh. that kind of thinking is going to get you killed. He said, humans are no different than you. They're just as smart. They're just as crafty. And if you think you're better than them, you're going to get yourself killed. Yeah. It was if you, a if brilliant you, If you scene. underestimate them, you're going to be a dead ape. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, Chris yeah, is so not good. lying. Planet of the Apes ongoing is brilliant. And it kills me that the damn thing couldn't find a, a, a foothold in the marketplace because it is awesome. Well, you know, it's the, they're they're still producing ape stuff, and I love yeah. that that Gabriel oh. and Karina are, are are involved in it. So boom, boom is done. I mean, Hell yeah. they've as far as like you know, Planet of the Apes comic book go. This, I mean, they're they're definitely hammering the out yes. a, a pretty a pretty good uh, corner for themselves. Among the uh, best, you're right. Not to discount the Hardman Betchko stuff because that stuff's great too. Mm-hmm. But oh, that's yeah. a that's yeah. a different era. Well, I just love that they can play in different spots on the timeline, which yeah. is real cool. Oh, the uh, the the scene in the uh, the the regular series where they have the what are the <coughs> not pictographs, but the things that you like spin and they'll it's it's real primitive animation where it's the uh, they actually oh, have um, uh, uh, oh Jesus yeah they actually have a scene of uh, who's the the Caesar's mother um, 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 Zira. Yeah, they, where it's it's the uh, uh, pictures of Zira uh, landing on 20th it's, century. She Earth, got a, yeah. she got a spacesuit on. It's yeah. nuts, and yeah. the the ship is in the background. It's beautiful. It's and, really and, and they really worship great. it. They worship Zira and uh, and Cornelius because they're the progenitors. Yeah, they they yeah. gave birth to to Caesar, and Caesar ignited everything. Yep. yep, I love how the movies in continuity too, the the rise of the planet apes. That's just I'm so far up. The, the apes bottom I can't even describe how much I love yeah you are of the apes <laughs> really and uh, and uh, Hardman and Petchko let's give them props too they do really do justice <laughs> to the, the franchise great yep. stuff but anyway wow see Chris we did find something to go off on I know, I know. Um, I'll do a, a relatively quick one in your travels get in on the, the second floor because this guy's been uh uh, applying his trade for a while, so he can't see the ground floor. But get in on the second floor of a monster talent in the making. The dude is going to go down with the greats of the greats. I have no doubt. It's published by Image. It's called Multiple Warheads, mm-hmm. and oh, it, it's by yeah. Brandon Graham. Truce. Oh my God! Um, I, like like all of Graham's stuff, extremely high concept. Um, very thick, dense storytelling. Uh, it is disturbingly sexy. Uh, every panel is loaded with the Brandon Graham personality. Uh, he plays with type. He plays with architecture, visual and uh, textual puns. Uh, there's there's a, a scene where one of the characters has a handful of cauliflowers that are these little tiny pellets that when when they respond to a whistle and they grow to massive size so he's trying to escape and he just drops the pellets and whistles and these vines just choke this building he's getting out of um there is gorgeous uh fashion design and costumery it, it's <coughs> it, it's in color uh exotic creatures and locales all just push through that 
unique brand brand brandon graham uh sensibility if you're a foodie there are things in here for you as well he seems to relish pun intended in 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 food and culinary aspects of the characters everything is thought uh or or uh preconceived right down to the fingernails i mean even the cover of the first issue uh nikolai um, has a t-shirt on and he's got it on backwards because you could see the tag. Like, who thinks of that? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, it, it, the tag is, is under his chin. Like, who... You know what I mean? Like, it, it, everything is designed right. It's it's extremely fine-tuned comics and it's beautiful and you gotta get it. Multiple warheads. I love it. <coughs> yeah. There you go. What else we got? We got another hour, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, well, as usual, I'll say it again because it's true. We love you so much. We hope you're you're having a good uh, beginning of the year, and uh, we hope that the rest of the year is happy, healthy, and profitable for you. How's yes, that? love it. Yes, and be back here next week, you bastards, because we'll be here waiting for you. Oh, and if you want to hear more of me, why would you? Uh, I'm going to be on the next episode of The Quad. You are. Featuring, yes. Mm, uh, I'm a little jealous. Featuring Bobby Ben Bobby and that other guy. I forget his name. What's his name? I don't know. But Zach, I mean, uh, damn, I ruined the joke. Ben Teed is good people. So that's why I'm doing it. Yep. I'm jealous of that. What are you guys going to be talking about? A couple things. Come on. Like such as... Maybe a little bit of Joe Kubert, maybe. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but since, I mean, they have a very nice um, spread of topics uh, over of which they can cover. It's the quad. It's it's what? It's comics. It's film. It's, uh, what is it, prose? And what else? Television, I think? That's the reason why they call it the quad, because they have four, yeah. four different avenues. Which I thought it was because they love the quad city DJs so much. No, no. And how about you, you know, today? I, I tweeted somebody. I, I loved it. I somebody mentioned the quad. I said, "What's this quad shit?" And yeah, Jason yeah, goes, "Dude, are you not paying attention? It's it's Zach and Ben's." I was like, "I was being facetious." How would I know that? You're usually so unplugged. How Whenever I know it it concerns Zach, I'm facetious. So you know how you get jealous when David calls me boo and vice versa. Yeah, I get jealous when you speak of Zach. I love Zach. I know you do. But I love like Bobby love Ben more Bobby more. That's his new name. I've I've renamed Ben T to Bobby Ben Bobby. It has a uh, it has a very exotic air to it, doesn't it? Like almost almost um, Arabian. You're ridiculous. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <funny>. All right, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. I am ridiculous. So anyway, yeah, look out for that. And you have Marvel noise and other stuff. Go listen to that. Talk ahead with the yes. with the uh, bad karma guys. Definitely. Listen, it's in the feed, so you got it. It's on your drive. Just go listen to it. If you're a regular subscriber, and if you're not, what the heck is you your problem? Um, and as usual, come to our forum, David. Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. New and improved and faster. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and while you're at it, drop us an iTunes review because we haven't it's gotten true. one in a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. And also, I'll tell you what. If you give us an iTunes review and you happen to be in Las Vegas this weekend, I will buy you a drink. You're going oh. to Vegas again? Maybe. Unbelievable. 
You just need a way to play, yeah. You, you, you move man, out life there. of freaking Riley. Unbelievable. Mm. I'm uh, going out there to do some serious research as to the uh, ways of the NFL playoff season. You're right. <laughs> research, research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thongs. Yeah. Well, may yeah, have some day clubs or two, you know. May have. Dude, my wife is going to see the Chippendales. She's like, can I go? Really? I said, what the hell are you asking me for? Go have a good time. I don't care what you do. Seriously. Did ah. did she see Magic Mike? Uh, no. She's clueless uh, to the, to the um, wonders of, what's his name? Channing? Channing Tatum. Channing yes. Tatum. Sexiest yeah. man alive. Yeah, you know, I, I like him in, um, what is it? Uh, step on it. Jump on it. Step, step up. up. Yeah, step, step up. up. God. Yeah. I haven't seen Step Up. We've just, just uh, entered the sixth level of podcast hell. No, that the chickie's in with the Step Up. She's very hot. Yeah, very hot. I'll take anyway, for it. Yeah, she's going to see the Chippendales. That's it. Alvin, Simon, or Theodore? Um, Alvin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alvin, I'm done. Theo, Alvin's Let's go. already going. All right, everybody. That was the worst movie he's ever been a part of. I like David Cross too. Really? And, and the, the, kid, the last one, the chipwrecked one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen. My kids love those movies. It's disturbing. <laughs> Dude, my kids them. love them too. That's why yeah. they. My boys have watched Chipwreck like four times. But I, every time I see it, I feel bad because I'm like thinking about. I love David Cross, and I'm thinking about the podcast I listened to with him on it, where he said it was literally like, like the the seven levels of hell. Yeah, like it was just awful. And the fact that they're bad movies doesn't register with them. I try and tell them all the time: these are bad movies. Oh you, yeah, my you, kids you should dude, not be enjoying the worst, these. The worse made a movie is, the more my kids like it. Yeah, <laughs> they love bad movies. It's crazy. Cat in the Hat is one of my kids' favorite movies, and that movie is horrible. But there's that is a bad movie. Yeah, it still has something. There's there's something about it. Mm, it's not much. Yeah, Kelly Preston. Like I said, there's not much. Oh, dude, no. Really? Dude, she's a beard. She had her moments. Uh, well, yeah, she's a beard, but still, she's pretty. She's a beard. <laughs> well, she is. Yeah. There's something really wrong with Travolta. Did you see the cover of the, the uh, Christmas album he did with um, Santa Livy Newton-John? Oh, it's horrific. He is, like, frightening looking at this point. Yes. He's got G.I. Joe hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a chia head. He's got GLH, you know that stuff that you said. Uphill baby. Dude, I'm not kidding. My mother brought me home a can of that once. No way. Yeah, she's Stop like, I- I'll-, I'll make the San. Ant- they call it when-, when you lose that male pattern baldness in the back. The Italians call it the San Antonio, San Anthony. She's like, I'll spray, it. I'll spray your San Anthony with it. Get the hell out of here. That's funny. It's disturbing. It's I was bad. I'm just in my head. That's right, and I did. All right, yep. everybody, we'll be back yeah, next week. See ya. Ciao. <laughs> that was the St. Paul crown. That was the double. I don't know. Italian's called St. Paul. Okay. So, have you, uh, are you still listening to the concert ball at all? Every day, brother. Cool.